Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. We got a big one today. We got a monster show. It's weird. It's Dakota Meyer. And here's why it's weird is he's been one of our great friends for years. And everybody's like, dude, have Dakota on the show. We always just get rocked and have a great time and just laugh about life. and Forget to record. Forget to record. Yeah. So we're in Vegas. And it was one of those things where we're all watching uh, the AFC and NFC Championship Mm -hmm. on on Sunday that day. It was a good eight hours worth of drinking and football. And, you know, obviously we're set up with the the gear and the equipment and Mm -hmm. everything else. And I was like, dude... We can't leave here until we get a show. Um, everybody's been asking for it, and we always forget. Um, so we, we recorded a show, and God damn it, man, if it wasn't one of the best shows we've ever had. Mm-hmm. It was great. It, it was amazing, man. Uh, Dakota Meyer, you know him as a Medal of Honor recipient. He's also you know, been Joe Rogan's favorite guest, according to Joe mm-hmm. Rogan. He was on three or four weeks ago, and um, now he's on today. Uh, we're hoping to bring him on our, our media network here because, man, he's one of the most fascinating individuals you will ever get to meet in this life. And every time I talk to him, I feel better about myself as a human being. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, there's just something genuine and real about him that it just resonates forever. And, and I, if you get a chance to meet him or talk to him or go see him speak because he mm-hmm. does a lot of yeah. public speaking, man, I honestly can't recommended enough like he's just an inspiring guy and you don't meet too many people like that on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and um i'm a huge fan of his as as well as a friend obviously so tonight's show is epic man and um it's just two hours of (coughs) just real fucking honest talk man and uh it was a a special show one of the best we've ever done yep that's Uh, great but uh you know as always d'anthony we got some sponsors Pay for this whole fucking shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I don't I don't need to say it. President's Day. Um it's President's Month. A lot of people say Black History Month. Mm. A lot of people say President's Month. Neither one is is incorrect. <clears throat> uh but the deals at Ghostbed are they're giving twenty five percent off everything in the fucking store at Ghostbed. I'm talking mattresses, pillows, sheets, adjustable bases, you name it. Twenty five percent off everything. This sale's been going on for a while now. Well, so you got to be you got to feel lucky that you're still going to be able to get in on it. What happened was is uh, you know originally last month when this was going down right before New Year's, um, one of the listeners wrote in and said, "Hey, I missed the sale. Will you guys pop it back up?" It went up for another couple days, and then. I think some people wrote in afterwards and they were like, yo, man, I just got some money for whatever. Because, look, I think everybody spends a lot of money over the holidays Mm -hmm. on their family and Christmas and all that stuff. And then, you know, you get a couple paychecks under your belt and you're like, shit. And now I can afford that mattress that I I might not have been Mm -hmm. able to get during the holidays. Now would be a great time. Congratulations. It's up, man. 25% off everything in the store. And uh, as always, you get the 36-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest with that. So... Um, don't think just because you get 25% off that you're not getting that deal because you are. Um, also, don't think that, uh, you know, Dan might dress up as Abraham Lincoln and come and sexually visit you at night because he, he will. Mm. I might, yeah. I mean, just for uh, posterity. 
Really, yeah. it's not about me, and it's not about the sexual activity. It's just about you remembering Abraham Lincoln as a person and what his contribution to this country was. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. And by the way, if you're at home in your ghost bed and you got that adjustable base and you're propping it up and you're like, hey, man, what's a good movie on Amazon Prime that I can watch for free? Throw on FDR American Badass, mm-hmm. the greatest presidential movie ever made. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, I got an email from Universal. Uh, I mean, thanks, it's, Universal. It's a close onesie twosie with Lincoln. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, Lincoln's in FDR American Badass. I'm not going to no, spoil I mean, like that the scene, movie, it's the ever. Lincoln. Yeah. I'm a bit, look, you know I'm a big DDL fan. Yeah. You know I love Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, next up, we got FelixGrayGlasses.com forward slash drinking bros. Look, kids, you're spending 11 hours in front of screens uh, throughout your day. That is an American study done by real Americans with mere real American eyeballs. And uh, guess what? You're ruining them. You're ruining your irises. That blue light fucking kills you on your iPhones, your <laughs> tablets, your your fucking desktops, all of it, man. There's a condition now called digital eye strain, mm-hmm. and that's a real thing. It's like if you if you're walking around and it's like five six p.m. at night or in the evening, and you're wondering why you can't see shit. Yeah, like you're fucking. Why is my vision blurry? Or why am I seeing fucking tracers and all this bullshit? It's because you've been raping your eyeballs for the last eight hours with blue light and uh 60 of all americans at some point during the year report an issue with digital eye strain yes and it it's going up it is and uh felix gray glasses made this dope ass uh set of glasses man that 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 blocks the blue light um Look, they're one of the the first I remember doing it, man. And uh, they're the best in the business. And the frames are cool, man. You don't look like a fucking idiot. Um, And there's a million of them to choose from. Go to FelixGrayGlasses.com forward slash drinking bros. You get free overnight shipping with these. And uh, if you need a prescription in your glasses, they will gladly do that for you for an extra 20 bucks. But uh, look, we've been wearing them forever. People keep stealing them. Everybody keeps stealing them. Every time, every time they come here, people steal these yeah. fucking glasses. Um, just go to FelixGreatGlasses.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get your set uh, free overnight shipping. It helps, and they look fucking cool. Last but not least, Anthony, who we got? Uh, Roman erectile dysfunction. Oh, oh my favorite. I think, uh, to me, Roman is less about erectile dysfunction and more about performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm on TRT and Roman, and I just run around with a dick you can hang laundry on all the time crushing fucking wood dude um look it's valentine's day it's right around the corner it's two day shipping right now Mm -hmm. that means it'll be there on valentine's day if you want to give your lady a surprise yeah happy valentine's day lady um why don't you spread your legs let my log in don't overdo it though okay give her the business yeah, give her the you business, know, but, uh, but don't put her out of commission. On I mean, look, Valentine's Day is on a Friday this year, so you got all weekend. <laughs> oh man, you got all weekend to fucking. Is it ever? There's going to be a lot of ladies yeah. walking on crutches this weekend because of GetRoman.com forward slash Drinking Bros. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Free doctor visit online. You don't have to see uh, your fucking cunty doctor. You can just get these uh, prescribed online, shipped discreetly to you. It's in a package. It's nondescript. Your kids won't know. Your wife won't know. Your mistress won't know. or Unless you want them to. Your gay lover won't know. Um, exactly. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Drinking Bros today. Get your boner on. 
Uh, let's hop into the show, shall we? This is Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer. There's no- oh, shebangers, dude. Shebangers? Shebangers. Bangers or boingers? Oh, boingers, bangers. Shib- uh, anything goes. What about a sheboinger? Ah, we can do a sheboinger if you I'm want. I'm in sheboinger. We can do a sheboinger if you want. <laughs> that voice you just heard, that lovely, angelic voice you heard is Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer. The fucked up thing is we've been friends for years. Everybody's like, I don't understand why you don't have him on the show. Yeah. Every time we get together, we get house. Dude, we like. I forget to do things. I, I forget to record. Like, I know oh, we like, were gonna do a show, and I don't now know, we're like, all like. Every, I don't know, like it's it's terrible because every time I get with you guys, I forget that I need to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I mean, me and Ross were talking. You know, like we, we drank this one time, and and I like I was Oof. I was hurting, like not hungover. I was hurting for yeah. a, a solid week, probably solid two weeks straight. Physically hurting. Physically. Like where your bones hurt, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we were in, I, it was Raleigh. Raleigh. Um, but it was on, on like a Tuesday. Yeah. So it was just us. It was a Tuesday. And the bartenders were shocked. They were like, they were oh, Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> you guys are fucking terrible humans. Like, well, how are you drinking yeah. this much? I think we should do that. We should start going into bars like a Tuesday afternoon at fucking 1 p.m. Yeah. With body cams on or some shit <laughs> and just get fucking wrecked right yeah. then. So that night, I, this is the first time I met you, right? Hold on. So you guys don't do that? No, we don't. Well, we don't we should. We don't film it. This we don't film uh, it, but we should film you. it. Yeah, so we met on Tuesday. Yeah, so we met. That was the first time we met. First time we met. And, and here's the thing, because you're a lot bigger guy in person, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. I do. They're all like, I thought you were really short. Yeah, you're a big fucking dude. Right. So we get rocked, and then we go to a pizza place afterwards. <laughs> You ate, I'm going to tell the audience this. Oh, God. You ate two extra large pizzas on your own, I and did. you folded them in half. I did. And ate and as if it was one slice. What the fuck, uh, dude? Bro. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Bro. And how, I was like, holy shit. How drunk? This guy's going to run through a fucking wall. <laughs> like, hey, Kool-Aid style? Yeah, I called him the Kool-Aid man the rest yeah. of the night. And I was yeah. like, he's going to run through a fucking wall. Yeah, and then we were playing pool. Yeah. You remember that? Like, like nothing happened. Yeah, like I, dude, I was hungry. <laughs> I was fucking hungry. I think it was because, like, you know, usually, like, you, you know, usually, like, the, the way the night goes is you get all fucked up, yeah. right? You drink a bunch with your buddies, and then you go eat, and then you go home, pass out. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I, the way I remember it is, we drank a fuck ton, we ate, and then we kept drinking a fuck ton more. Kept going. Yeah. <laughs> kept going back at the hotel, and it was yeah. just like Jesus Christ. I think it was you. JT was playing the fucking piano, yes. remember? Yes, dude. <laughs> was he playing Wonderwall again? Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure it was some 90s <laughs> jingle that we all don't love. You know what would be a really good idea instead of like, because you do like get fucked up and then eat a bunch of weird ass shit yeah. like that. It would be, McDonald's should sell a fanny pack that comes full of like 50 chicken nuggets. Dude. And it's like, it's like a thermal warmer, like the stuff they deliver food hey. in and shit. And when, they, hey, when they went nugget. breakfast all day, <laughs> that's exactly what it was for. Yeah. Of like, hey, man, people are fucked up and you want to, like, dude, a, a sausage, egg and cheese McMuffin at 3 a.m. Oh, congratulations. So, so I just heard that, and I, don't, I can't confirm this, but like, I just heard this for some reason on the news somewhere that Waffle House is going to start serving alcohol. 
Oh, yeah. God, that's a fucking mistake. No. Because Waffle all. House is where you're going to dry out after you've been fucking right? bench drinking. <laughs> but imagine, hey, but imagine, but here's the... The party's just going to keep going? Waffle Genius. House, Waffle House is going to be known as the second wind. I know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they should just change their name Your second wind. Yeah. And like, you get there, you eat, and it's like, fuck yeah, let's start drinking Listen, again. Of all yeah. the of all the restaurants in the world, <laughs> they probably have the highest arrest rate, right? Yeah, Waffle House. It's the now, Walmart of restaurants. Now they're gonna pour. Yeah. Boo- now they're gonna fucking yeah. pour some booze on this. Get a little booze <laughs> on this situation. That's a fucking terrible idea. I'm gonna be real though, dude. I'm gonna I, go. I, dude, I, Waffle House is, is still to this day one of my favorite restaurants in America. What do you I will get? go what, there what, what, anywhere what, what, I go. What, what do you What do you get when you go there? Like like a late night, you've been fucking drinking. Yep. Like what do you, What do you get? I go Libs Patty Milk Plate. Oh I'm yeah, glad you same. Asked that. Yeah, really. With and the they onions. put on that Texas toast yeah, now. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's new. And then I'll get uh, hash browns, double covered. Uh, scattered and then uh, and smothered. And do that's you, my do fucking you jam and onions, right? But, yes. But do you yeah. like spicy stuff or what? I do. So yeah. I'll throw a little bit of you know tilapia or so, tapatio. Tapatio. So tilapia is a so fish. What is ah, whatever. I've been drinking. So my <laughs> question Vegas. is: is like, what do you, what do you, like? What, this is really what matters. Like, sure. what does that do to you next morning? Oh, what waffle ass? Because you, you know, like, you, like right you drink, me. like the next day, yep. right? Like. Mm-hmm. You had this moment, like, so, like, the phase of drinking, right? You get all fucked up. You feel good. Yeah. You go to sleep. You sleep. And then you usually you wake up when uh, when you start sobering up, yeah. right? And then, like, you feel like this this shitty part, the hangover. Yeah. And then, like, once once it goes through you, mm-hmm. well, it's over. So, right? well, I, that, I don't get hangovers at all. You don't? Nope. I, I do. And, and I'll tell you what. Like, so, Waffle House. Is it similar? Yes. I'm, I'm identical to you. Yeah. But Waffle House. It goes through me so fast that it's screen door right out the fucking toilet. And I'm like, all right, great. And then there's still a little bit of lingering effects for the rest of the day. Yeah, you'll get a few more. Yeah. And, and so I'll try to go. But is it the one like where like, like, like it kind of like, like even the flush doesn't clean it out? No. Well, I, you, you mean like a real creamy poop? No, like we're like you like it just it's really really bad like it like it'll get up under like the seams of the a Normandy top part. we call it a Normandy it's uh, a beach dump where it's just it's laying there right on the beach you know it's out of the water and it's on the beach and you're like oh shit no, we've I think taken he's, this fight to the beach I think he's talking about a canopy like when you shit and it's like, under the rim yeah under the oh, rim oh yeah yeah under yeah the rim. I'm talking yeah. about a can- yeah I don't know if you were talking about a Normandy where it's just you've beached that dump and you're like man I've got to get this boat. Out of off the shore, back into the water. Um, that's uh, I, think, I think let's that's a beach dump. I think let's stick with like what is it called a T ten round? It's just a, it's a canopy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Static it's, line. So it'll go right through me screen door very fast into it. But then the rest of the day, there's that residual like, oh shit, I need at least one white claw. Yeah. To kind of get even again. It, yeah, it's like the pendulum. Maybe a half of Viking mm-hmm. in. I'm not judging, but like, like that's where I'm yeah. at. Where or we keep a my wife and I keep a ibuprofen 800s. Like those 800s are real good for hangovers. Where it's like, all right, I'm back to normal again. You know, I uh, get it. But the night we went out and went fucking hard. Yeah, no one was normal that next day. No, there, there was no. We we didn't have a method for that one, did we? Boy, that was a fucking rough one, dude. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I think you guys were all back together for the first time in a long time. Yeah, man. Like we you were, know, we were doing the thing for Range Fifteen. Yeah, and you uh, know, like, and I gotta tell you, man, like, I, uh, man, I still, you know, 
I, so you know, like so range fifteen. So like I did that deal, and then like I couldn't, I couldn't come on. You couldn't, couldn't do the movie. I couldn't do the movie, right? And like, what what was the reasoning, by the way? Because it was know, just got, too, too. I gotta fucked be honest. Up. Like, I think it's so cool. That, like, I can talk about it. Like, I, I I'll be honest. There's there's not even some war events that I've been in that have like have like made me. Like, I don't regret much, and I've yeah. done a lot of fucked up stuff. <laughs> I don't necessarily regret, like, so I couldn't be on range 15, right? Like, so the, the problem was. Because like, of the content? Yeah. So, like, here's what happened, right? So, from my perspective. And sure. I'm sure you guys see it different, right? But, I actually don't. But so, like, here's what happened. I actually happened, don't, yeah. It's like, I didn't know what, I just heard this this, this movie was going to be about veterans. Uh-huh. Well, I'm in, right? Like, yeah, yeah. let's do something cool about veterans. And then, like, two weeks before I was, maybe a month, tops. Sure. I was supposed to be. To come down to film with you guys, right? You're producing it. Yeah, yeah. Directed and I, it. I, I didn't get the script because they were going back and forth between them all, right? Yes. I didn't get the script until like a month before. Right. And it, and I, I had had it scheduled out the the time I was supposed to be there and everything, right? Like it was it was it was I was committed. And then like the night they sent it to me, I'm sitting there reading it and like I'm like, dude, I'll I'll lose every source of income I have. <laughs> Right, uh, but so like, but I know it's like it's kind of funny, but like then, I mean, dude, like everybody turned on me. You know what I mean? Like who who did? Just like, you know, I, I'll tell you, like, look, dude, I used to like, m- m- I felt like me and Matt, Matt never turned on me, but like me and Matt used to be like close, right? Like, I mean, I got his initials t- tattooed on my chest. Right? Sure. Like, and and I just I I kind of left there salty because of like there was that that reporter there that wrote that article that I, you know, he like, of talk, like the reporter wrote some article about me talking shit about me. And I was like pissed off. And I was like, fuck, fuck Matt best. Like I, I'd say there was like three years where I was like, I'd tell everybody. Yeah. If they brought Matt best name up, I'd be like, fuck Matt best. Really? Like, yeah. And like, and I was so wrong, man. Like I was so fucking out of line for ever saying that. And like, was it over that film? It was, it was completely over that film. Right. Really? Like, yeah, like I don't know what the article was, but like the article stated something like that that like that Matt had said something like it quoted Matt in a wrong way. Uh-huh. And like that's all I kept with. And I quit talking to Matt and like Matt was a dude who used to answer the phone for me when I was in my darkest moments. Like, oh, he loves you. Yeah. To and this like, day he loves you. And, and 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 to come to it like everybody's ever talked to him like he's never I've never heard a bad word come from Matt Best, right? Ever. And like and and even you, like I'll tell you straight up, like even you. Yeah. I mean, it's before you, right? Mm-hmm. But like even you, like I was like, fuck Matt, fuck Ross, like they're just pieces of shit, right? They're trying to like like fuck them, and like, dude, I went around for probably three, four years, and then it was like I was so like I was lied to, like I was like it was like, dude, I felt, I mean, I, I still to this day, <clears throat> like I would give anything to have the relationship with Matt Best that I had before that movie. No shit. Like I would fucking like. It's a I good. Would, it's a good lesson though because it, it, it that is. shit happens like, especially when you start working in media like this. Bro, and like quote, quote, yeah. quotes and articles or on T or anything like that. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you you just you, the lesson you you learn is you got to yeah. go to the source and be like, hey, did you it, say exactly? Because it's not the media and everything else. It and is. Like, but but I will say this from my perspective, um, what I had heard was that the content was too graphic. Yeah, you were you're worried about losing shit, and I was like, eh, I get it because that happens all the time. Um. But I've done so many fucking movies that a lot of actors who I've gone to lunch with and all this shit who, who have been like, hey, man, I love you. This content's too aggressive or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're looking out for your career and, yeah. and everything else. 
And uh, to that point, Dakota, when we, when we were doing Matt's book, yeah, there was when it was at the DOD for 17 months, right? Yeah. During that time, the Me Too movement had happened. Some other shit had happened. Penguin came back and just said, hey, man, some of these chapters and some of these things are too aggressive, right? I was pissed off about it because I was like, hey, man, we're comedians and blah, 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 right? Yes. Fuck off. Where it's it, also the, his life story. Exactly. Where, you know, he, was, he started to get worried about his brand and his messaging. So, like, he went through the, the exact same thing you did. Yeah. And I don't, both, both times... It's it's somebody else's lives, somebody else's careers. So like, yeah, none of us cared. So uh, on a truthful level, of course, right? And like, none of us cared. We were like, hey man, Dakota's got to do what's best for Dakota. And Matt, like, you know, yeah. Matt, he's not even the type of guy that would even react that way. No, I, okay. I know, but I was trying to find the article. Like I was sitting over here, like scrolling through my phone. Like I wasn't ignoring you guys. Like I was actually trying to find the article. The military reporter that was there wrote it, and uh, uh. you remember he was there. Like it was like some military dot com. Um, yeah, I, I remember because we, we were doing the shoot in uh, uh, Raleigh. Yeah, 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 y'all were doing it out yeah. there. And like, it's the, and peak, I seen... the peak of American journalism, by the way. Is yeah. I, you know what's weird? That I think that, because I, I know the guy you're talking about. That guy had his own agenda. And yes, like, that's him. That's him. Yep. And, 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 he had and, his own fucking agenda. And like, but, but that's you know the what? media. You, but like, let me tell you how fucked up I was, right? Like, I, like, I never even, like a dude that I, 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 that I thought the world of, I never even gave him the the respect. I mean, even you, like the same as you, like, yeah. I mean, you never heard this until today. No. Right. And like, I didn't I, even know any of this existed. And, and I never even like, I never even gave the two guys that I respect that's that I would consider like in my circle, like more than like that. I would trust yeah. more than most, like just, you know what I mean? Like more than most blood that I have to me. And I didn't even give him the respect of calling him and saying, hey, what the fuck? And I lived like three years, man. Like, it's so easy. fucked it's, up, It's man. easy to be... Strange. Like, I, so, I think we're getting... But I was so wrong. Like, culture now is so conflict-averse. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the dumbest shit. That's like not going to the doctor when you're sick, dude. Look, interpersonal relationships like that are... I like... Uh, I bring this guy up before, Ray Dalio, that principles book that I talk about with, sure. all, with all that bullshit in it. One of the th- one of the principles that he writes about is something called radical transparency, and it's where you just like I don't give a fuck who it offends or what the outcome is. I'm going to tell the truth 100 percent all the time. Yeah. Right. But, like, obviously, there's white lies like, "Oh, you look nice today." Right. You don't. <laughs> right. You don't. But uh, like in general, like in, it's it's mostly like uh, business stuff, right? Sure. So like we have to sit down as a business and list out all of our shit and f- like make a real factual decision mm-hmm. and not just like not institutional knowledge not it's always been like that or not somebody's fucking personal bias get that shit out of the way sure and when you're like dealing with relationships like that yeah the only way to fucking handle something like that is to fucking just say what you did like even if you're the one Talk that to fucked the up person, yeah. you say yeah i mean I, dude, like, I was so fucked up man cuz like, i got just like like I, there was cuz there was a lot of dynamics in that movie. There was a lot of there was there was there was a few sides to it. You know what I mean? And Man, like, for for me personally, I I, I got you right, right? Brutal. Yeah. So and, and so, by the way, for for yours, I've done so many movies that like yeah. people back out because of the content, and it's it's not a big deal to me. And I'm just like, eh, yeah, I, I understand. I, I, but I and I know, and I know Matt was the same way, and it like Matt understood, and like, um, 
There was the, a lot of personalities on the, the movie. There, there it was, was very there, hard I, to direct, corral. The happiest day mm-hmm. for me. When it was over. Yes. I, when I could get to the yeah. edit where it was just me by myself. Um, because there's so many alphas. Bro. It was, it was a lot. And I was like, hey, man. It, it was. Uh, and a movie's not like that. You have to sacrifice and it's for the team and the yeah. best of it. Because a lot of people, you know, for me, were like, hey, man, I love Van and Ham. Yeah. I wish he was in more scenes. And I was like, look, man, I have to direct one, two. Everyone who was paid to see to, for this movie, which is Indiegogo, they paid for these guys, not for fucking me. So like, yeah. I put four scenes in there, and I was yeah. like, great, I'm good to go on this. Yeah, but you also act for a living. These other guys didn't. I know, I know. Um, but to to that point, the odd thing about all of this is no one ever have said a bad word about you. Because I know, and that's the fucked up part. Like you say that, and it's like. It just it yeah. just it just drills it into me even more. Like, <laughs> Makes you feel like a bigger idiot. You, Dude, like, every, no, for real though. But every, like, every I'll tell you right now, like I, I'll tell you right now, like I would. Outside of the relationship I have with my daughters, mm. yeah, I would give every relationship that I got to have the relationship that I had before that with Matt Bass. Mm. Yeah, you guys were real tight, man. I don't know what your relationship is now today, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, and I told, I dude, I've told him, I've told him, like. Like I know for a fact that that because of 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 how things were, it'll never be the fucking same. Like I know you'll never trust me the same as you did. I know we'll never be connected like that again, right? Like it just it won't fucking happen because like that's the way life is, right? Like you don't you don't you don't go through something and then fucking do it again, right? Like somebody doesn't fuck you over and then you fucking like oh yeah, let me go back in and be vulnerable to this person again the same way I was, right? So Sort of. In this case, though, a movie is different than real life. Yeah, but so, this went on four years. But, but, but and let's... I, and, like, I would attack him, like, bro, like, dirty. Like, I would tell every motherfucker, if they ever brought Matt Best up, I'd be like, not dude's a piece of shit. Really? Yeah. Over, uh, over, oh, because uh, of the, the article. Because of the article, right? Yeah, but like, that guy was just a Because I felt like Matt, asshole. because I had felt like, and he didn't, like, let me say this up front. Yeah. He didn't, like, 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 like when it comes down to reality, mm-hmm. I had felt like <laughs> Matt had, had took, I was like, dude, you know me. Like, why would, why, why would you say this about me, right? And it wasn't even that bad, but it was insinuating a lack of understanding of why I wasn't there. I think it was something to the similar fact of, uh, of, We'll ask him, you know, I think he has, you know, protecting politics or some shit, like some, some bullshit. And like, just like, just, you know, I just, I just feel terrible because let me tell you something. Matt has never said a a negative word about me. Matt has, I was so, you talk about wrong, bro. I was more wrong there than I ever was in. We all, we all do stupid shit like that though. And then when you're out of like, I mean, look. The, there's a lot more context to this whole situation. You were fucking fucked in the head for that whole time too. Oh, I was like, I was living in a world that like not most could imagine, right? Yeah. Of, like everything was questioned that I did. Fucking like not only not only like uh yeah. like like PTSD shit, but you you've always had anxiety issues yeah. in general, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you they're all compounding factors. But we even people that aren't struggling with shit like that, we do stupid shit. And then you get outside of it for five minutes. You're like, that was fucking stupid, dude. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. yeah and, I, and by the way, I, thinking back on it, like I, I was there for that interview and I remember that reporter, the question was, yeah. uh, cause he was a fan of the reporter was a fan of yours personally. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't understand why is Dakota doing this? You know, his, his name was on it or why isn't he doing it? His name is on it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's wrong? And, and Matt's exact response was, he goes, 
hey man, I, I don't know. So you, you should ask him. Yeah. Because I don't want to speak for Dakota. Yeah. And that was the only answer to that question. Like, Yeah, but just in the way he's asking the question is insinuating, like, I want a response. Well, of course. I want you to be yeah. mad about this, and I want you to tell me of why course. you're mad and about you know, it. Yeah, and, and you know. Because everybody wants that's a reaction bullshit. out of the Medal of, of Honor course. recipient. Uh, yeah. And Matt didn't have one. He, he was didn't. just like, hey, man, I And I was I fucked know. up, man. Like, I was wrong. Like, I was, gosh, I was so wrong. And, like, <clears throat> I mean, I was so fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like, and it was terrible. Like, I, you know, I missed out on a lot of years of, of, of a dude who is a, who, who, who to me, you know, has, has been just a fucking genuine damn good dude. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, even you, right? Like, I mean, I haven't seen you since then. No. And it, and it, and it's because of that movie, right? Like I just, I had this fucking just, I was so pissed off about it. Like. And I didn't know cause we've texted over the course, years and you never and like, said anything. Of course. And it was like. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? But, like, it's just, like, like I, you get so pissed off. Because, yeah. like, I, me, I'm more pissed off now, not about what happened, but just the fact that I was a fucking idiot and that, like, like I missed out on hanging out with good dudes over, yeah. over shit that wasn't even real. It was a fun shoot, too, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, dude, I know. We all just hung, and it was, it was great. It <laughs> well, was... I mean, anything you guys do, like, you're so fun. Like, you guys are just, like, the best fucking group of people to be around. Just so, like, it's not about, like, egos it's just about fucking making people laugh and like that's I think, it I even that, today fuck how many people do you have up in this bro, goddamn room bro. 30 people we don't know any of them it's like hey booze drinks yeah. whatever you want like from different walks of life everywhere yes. right and like i think that's the coolest thing like with what you do is like like man you're such a genuine good dude and you like you you make people feel good like you make people feel laughter and it's, it's just so badass at what you do, right? Like you're a funny motherfucker and you do it at the expense of like, you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks as no. long as you can make them laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so fucking cool. I mean, at the end of the we we rip on, and when I say we, I mean our community in general. Yeah. Yeah. We, we rip on each other like it's like, Dad, I look at you. It's just like fighting because... words every five minutes, but, yeah. <laughs> but nobody ever actually gets into a fight. You know, it's yeah. just like, if some stranger walks into the room, they're like, "What the fuck are these guys gonna?" Well, it's funny because we we'll all talk shit to each other, but it's like, dude, somebody from the outside walks in, it's like, oh, oh yeah. well, you got to fight all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It becomes a problem, <laughs> at right? That point. And it's so cool that like, that, like you, like you never serve, but it's like. Well, he served you uh, like, coffee, I believe. You like uh, fit I in. served you Olive Garden, yeah. yeah. You served oh, at Olive Garden. Garden. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, did that. you do the fresh ground pepper? Like, yeah, I'm pepper cracker. Yeah, crack you? and pepper. He knows about that because of we, we got this kid. Are uh, you a pepper grinder? Justin, oh, yeah. Justin Governall. He's a former uh, sniper as well. Disgusting Justin. I think, I think it was in 3-5 or some shit. I don't remember. Is that the dude? Hold on. I think he was on here, right? The short yeah, 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 yeah. And he like. Like was talking about like banging girls. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, crazy. Story. Yeah, he's Dude, crazy. Crazy shit. shit. Yeah, he's funny as fuck. He's like a YouTube guy. Or swinger. Something? No, swinger. he's he's he works in marketing at Black Rifle. Yeah, he works at Black Rifle. But he's a swinger. Yes. Yeah, he's a, uh, mm. He was talking about Tinder or something like that, right? Some he, shit. He does a lot of weird shit. That I don't whole know. group was swingers. And oh then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was, he yeah. so he was on the show. And he talked about an open relationship, and he said, "Oh yeah, we have an open relationship." Um, but she's not banging anybody else. I'm allowed to whatever. And I was like, eh. "That's not an open relationship. That's called." Yeah. It's 48 hours later. He goes out of town. We get all these calls, and they're like, hey, man, so your, your girlfriend's getting eaten out uh, on a raft in a pool by Jared's porn star wife, and there's 30 people watching. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
two on a Sunday in San Antonio. And it was just Look, like, that's just a fun yes. time. Look, what, you, what else are you going to do on Sunday? Go to church? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get, you get eaten out on a raft, bro. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> it was, um, it was pretty brutal. And, and that relationship hey, ended, like, what, 10 days later? Why? I don't, I don't why, know. Why, though? Like, who? Like, who, which, with, with who? Uh, the girl. Because open relationships don't work. You can't. That's not going to. It's not a fucking Well, thing. no shit. I know. Oh, I wow. Know. Wow. Open relationships don't work. Yeah. No on the, shit. On, his, on this show, though, he was like, oh, man, it's great. We're so in love. And it's awesome. I was like, give it two weeks. And then sure enough, 48 but hours like, later. But like, but like, why do you like, w- w- why did it? I, so first off, I don't understand why it ended. Like, like the, the, what, the, the fact that you could go out and hook up with other girls, but she couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what what happened there. To be honest, <laughs> that's fucking. Crazy. But I mean, you could. It's. It have never, you like, have, have either one of you all ever tried like an open? I relationship? have, yeah, for sure. You have. Yep. Yeah, I I, I gave it a go, but really? younger, younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, how, so like, younger. I mean, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with like tell how naive I am. I mean, oh. how do you even set up like a? You well, wanna, to me, I'm not like I'm. It's kind of crazy to me that people even like do that. You want to dig into it? Yeah, I'll dig into it. So yeah. in college. How do you do yeah, it? Yeah, like, went, how do you set it up? I went to NYU, right? Uh, for for grad. So yeah. while I'm in the city, uh, I kept seeing people wearing black T-shirts. I just said the vault on them. Yeah. And I was like, finally, I, I stopped one of these people and I said, what's the vault? And they were like, oh, well, the vault's a swingers place. You go in, but you have to go in as a couple. You pay a fee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've got to bring a girlfriend and or wife. Uh, you have a locker. It's got robes, lube, condoms, slippers, everything. All that. All of it. Really? And then you enter the room, and it was like 75 bucks a piece. Um, but what they don't tell you is this. Everybody's like old. Mm-hmm. Kind of. like It's like women so, in their so 50s like you, so and like, things like that. Like you, so, so you go in there with like another, like with a significant other. Correct. And like you, you, you go in, you pay your fee or whatever, yep. check in, you go to your like locker, yep. kind of like a massage or yes. something, right? And then, and then what do you do? You walk, you walk in. It's a giant open room. <clears throat> there was a bunch of beds. Uh, set up in like um, it's like you walk in like a warehouse of like yes people, very people, much like a hookah experience like, where you know like there's a yeah. pillows and everything crowded around and it's like then you can fuck whoever you want like how do you but hold on hold on like <laughs> I'm so confused right now yeah I'm from I'm from Kentucky so fire like, away like, like this is like a whole new ballgame <laughs> like this is stuff like I thought you only read about like in like you know porn magazines yeah, or yeah. no right? so like you. How do you like? How do you start a conversation like, 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 like what, any other conversation? No, no honestly, it's not. yeah, no, it is. It's not. Like, it how, is. It's like, hey, who, where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, and then it's like, you know, I know. But how I, do you how do you go from like, hey, where are you from and where do you do? But hey, can I fuck your wife? No, no, no. It's like, hey, where are you from? What do you do? And then it, you start talking about your lives a little bit, and then it's like, well, you look great. And then you start talking about specific reasons why they look great—the tits, their butthole, mostly the butthole, I believe. Yeah, and then really? you start, and then you start fucking. The problem is if you go in with somebody younger, which I may or may what? not have been there. Yeah, what? Wink, yeah, yeah. With someone younger, the because everybody's older, like the older dudes will gravitate towards the younger chick, uh, whereas the older women are the ones that want to get banged by everybody, and it's just like, yeah. So like, okay, so like, what if? What if like the dude, so like the dude has his girl too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a mutual thing. Like if he fucks your girl, you fuck his? Correct. You, you can fuck whoever you want. So, and then there's like rules to it, like a soft swing. Like where what it's if just they like, say hey. no? So a soft swing is, I'm just going to watch 
and then you're designated as like just watching, or you can join. Yeah. So how do you designate this though? People, uh, you just, you just, they, they very openly communicated, like, "Hey, we're a soft, correct swap couple." Soft swap means that you can suck his dick, but he's not putting your dick in, his dick inside you. Shit like that. Like, there's all these fucking definitions, yeah. and then a full swap is like, like, so they give you a card, like when you go in there, like that. That would know? be a good idea. I think you know. I think some of the places how, how you know that I've heard about have. Like a bracelet, the the thing, like yeah, a membership yeah, yeah, bracelet, yeah. Yeah. and based on the color of what your bracelet tells you what you're down for, basically. So all the people know. The How do lingo. you find these places? Uh, all the people know Just the link on the internet, dude. I can Google yeah. it right yeah. now. Oh yeah, there's there's swingers clubs all over the place, and, and even here, there's in one Vegas. in San Antonio actually. In Vegas, like if you want to go to somebody's house and fuck, I'm sure there's one in Austin. Sure. Yeah, you can go to somebody's house and fuck. Like yeah, yeah. Vice versa. There, there's a lot of shit here that that still goes on where it's just like all right great there's also so like how do you know like so like look if you're if you're a single dude if you're a single dude yeah why wouldn't you just find like a girl who wanted to go in there and fuck too and then you walk in there with somebody you don't even care about bingo yeah and, and you can so a lot of people are like that where it's yeah. just like hey man i need a partner just to get in do you want to come in and do this thing with me and it's one of those things where i guess if you're young or old it's like everybody else watching while you're fucking yes so and it, but it's just to say you did it of like all right cool we did this how is it but then there's a lot of people who are into it really? so like I'm not gonna out who this is one of my best friends from college is really? and uh, yeah man and they do it all the time is it not weird like watching other people have you watch you have sex uh is that weird for no. me to say that I mean what do you, what do you mean I don't I've never been to a, a, a swingers club and fucked somebody inside of one before. Yeah, so right. like that's what I'm saying. It's but like, like, have you seen Naked and Afraid, the TV show? Yeah, yeah. You get over it real quick. Where it's just like uh, everybody's no, naked. You don't, All right, like, cool. Yeah, while naked, like that's fine. But like, if you walk into a Planet Fitness, but like while you're fucking, like room. how do you how do you stay focused? <laughs> eh, it depends. It depends. Look, how do you stay focused in war? You know, well, it's a little everybody's different. got special <laughs> gifts. <laughs> everybody's taking rounds, brother. It's just a different fucking arena. I'm sure if you're <laughs> if you're one of those guys that has to concentrate hard to come. Yeah, and I am one of those guys. Yeah. It might be pretty distracting. I, I I'll be honest with you. Like I'll tell you straight up. Like I couldn't do it. Well, I, could, I couldn't. What if it was all dudes though? Watching me? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just all dudes. <laughs> But yes, that's what I meant. Crazy, like, right? What, no, that's what I meant. What you were saying. So it's like, is it different if it's all dudes or it's a mix of? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Because you've do done it. some weird shit in front of dudes and Marine, but I'll be Marine Bears like, for, for sure. Like, I, I, like this may, I mean, this might ruin me because your all's podcast is big. But like, I can't. <laughs> like, I have no like, like I have no desire to like have sex with somebody if I don't like care about them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. I mean, you get to that point in life for sure. Like, yes. I don't, like, I don't, like, if it's just going to be like, hey, I'm going to fuck you, you fuck me, and like, like, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's not going to happen. No, it's just friction at that it's point. Just, yeah, it's like, it's like, I, honestly, I'll just jerk it's more off. Of a, yeah, it's yeah. more of annoyance, right? Like, if I'm not connected <laughs> with you emotionally in some way, mm-hmm. I'm out, bro. Yeah, yeah. what's the, I mean, I'm, I'm actually the same. And, I, and it doesn't you, have to be necessarily like, we're in love. We're gonna go get married. But no. there's got to be some kind of fucking. Emotional but you may tell you like sure. what changed that. Like I like like having my two daughters. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, when I look at a woman, like I understand that she is someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I tell you, man, like, yeah, like it changes I, you, right? Oh, bro, like it changes it, the way you look at every all life, right? Like you, like 
you know, you look at, I mean, gosh, I mean, I was in Marine Corps, so like I understand, like, like I've been to Japan, like there's red light district, all of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just look at those women, and like, all I think of when it hits me is like, how did you get here? Mm-mm. Right? Like, yeah. how did you arrive at this point where you're working the fucking red light? And district? like, I feel so I terrible. Mean, they're like, all basically sex trafficked. Well, well, on to a there. point, to a point, but like, you know, sex, <laughs> like, like, like. Who in your life Did made, what? You, made you yeah. feel so empty to where you're here now? Yeah. Right? Like, There's got to be a couple of sex workers out there who are mentally healthy. Like that woman that wrote that book. No, there's not. The woman that wrote that book about being a high-class prostitute no, there's yeah. not. In, in New York. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's got to be one or two. There's not. A handful. But there's the, no, no, it's got to be 99.9% that are fucked. Like something serious happened. There's there there's no look, we're humans, right? Like Mm. if we were if we were meant to not connect, we would be like, you know, some of the animals that live on their own until it's time for breeding season, right? Like we were meant to connect. That's why we were nomads, that's why we lived in tribes and villages, right? Like that's why. Because as human beings, we are meant to connect on levels and we we thrive off that and Mm. we we get better off that, right? Like that's that's what we as in our core we were meant to do. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? for sure. Like, there are very few healthy, mentally healthy people. There's not who who don't have like I mean, and it's it's weird to say, but don't have like autism or something. Like, yeah, that or Asperger's like or Asperger's. Or Asperger's yeah, yeah. There, there are people. There are people who are introvert, like I am. I yeah. get my energy from being a loner in small groups of people. Yeah, right. But but you got to be mentally healthy. I still need that. Yes, sometimes it's a and balance, if, right? Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I I, I look at some of these. You know, like I, I look at, at this and it's like instead of looking at women like if you go hook up, mm-hmm. like you look at them and you go, damn, like, like why don't you see the value in yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like a whole different ball game. Like it's so fucking weird. Look, there was a couple of people over here that have no values. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I certainly don't. No, not at all. Um. No, it's it's a Dan. Pers- you are a lack of values. Yeah, I am. For but sure. it's all it's all a pose, though. No, I'm a great human being. You are. I am. I really am. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I it's, mean, even, it's easy. Even, it's easy. Even you just even, do shit for people. It's fucking even, easy. even Ross. Like you know, no, Ross tries. Ross tries to act like he's this like non give a fuck person. Like I'll do the most ruthless stuff. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Like I can call Ross out. Like Ross is a dude who gives a fuck what people thinks, and he like. He he like just wants to genuinely make people laugh and be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that's true. I mean, otherwise there's no explanation for that fucking mustache, right? Yes, well, yes. I did dress up like Tom Selleck. You did, you did, fight, you yeah, did for the UFC fight last night. Bro, what about that fight? <laughs> Somebody tapped me on the shoulder, by the way. Before <laughs> I know, we get I saw into it, that, yeah. and he goes, uh, "Hey man, is this is this real or is this like a fucking thing?" And I was like, "Ah, we have a sports show, like mm. you know, a bunch of these things." And he goes, "Ah, must be great that you can just drop fifteen hundred on a ticket." Yeah. And show up as Tom Selleck from Magnum PI, and I was like, "Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it's it? Isn't great, it? <laughs> brother? Uh, that fight last night was so. I, I had a lot of people hit me up as soon as it was over and said, "Hey, man, it was forty seconds. Like, are you pissed?" And I, uh, me personally, I said no. I was like, "Look, man, I saw. I've been to three Tyson fights. I'm a big fight fan, and a lot of people don't know that. I've been to three Tyson fights. All three of those fights ended with in three to four rounds." Yeah, as most of his fights did. Yes, yeah. and and the McGregor fight in 2016, I was with Matt at um, in Madison Square Garden 
And what was that? 17 seconds? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something yeah, like that. yeah. And then the, even the next one when we were at McGregor, like, at Khabib, yeah, yeah, that was over. It was pretty quick. goddamn quick and too. Like, yeah. Here's the thing: I like dominance. I like big personalities. I love that style of shit. Of like when he knocked him out, and they called that fight. If you're in the building, or you have the opportunity to be in the building during that, yeah, you will never feel that type of electricity mm-hmm. in the world. Doing anything else you know, except for maybe what you guys you, did overseas, you right? Know, I, you, it's you, it's different for you know, sure. I, I got yeah. I got to tell you, man. Like, and I, I'm gonna say this like very carefully, right? But uh, you know, I uh, Connor was a guy that I I don't know. Like, I had this rage of hate for him just because of like he was racist, like he was against Muslims, like dude, like he took everything that America he took everything that America stands for. Mm-hmm. And like that we fought for. Yeah. yeah. And he was like talking shit and talking about how he was this greatest fighter. And it's like, motherfucker, you ain't never even been shot at. Yeah. Just like, relax, guy. Like, bro, like, yeah, you, chill out. Yeah. You're fucking like five foot what? You weigh what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I try, I like try not to be too sensitive to it, but when, bro, when, when I got people sensitive. use. When people use like war analogies in sports, sometimes like, oh, the, come on, now. soldier. When everybody's cause a lot, of, that's used a lot. Yeah, I'm a fucking or, soldier. Or it's warrior. Like, yeah. hey, man, you're playing football today. Yeah. You're, you're Look, not going some, to get killed. Dude, today. I, there's, some, there's some tough ass fucking dudes. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. Don't, but I don't know like why the Khabib fight. Like that was the one that set me off on McGregor, right? Like he didn't show up prepared for that. I don't think. But like the Khabib fight, like the, all the like all, like how he attacked. Oh, you mean him the press person? bullshit? Yeah, yeah, the press yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like how he was, he was out there fucking acting, and he, and I'll tell you something. Like I think that that because of who you know Cerrone was, you know Cerrone's a good fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, let me say something. I worked. That's out, what we were saying yesterday, or with John Anik on the show the other day. It was like. You can't even. There's no, no human being dislikes him. Nobody talks shit no, about Donald like, Cerrone. I, I, like I've worked out with Cerrone. Like me, me and him worked out. Like I've worked out with him in, in on it in Austin, Texas. Right. I'm gonna tell you something. Like like I, I don't know him. I can't say I, like I'm I'm a personal friend with him. Like or I know him or anything. But like I've worked out with him. Been around him. Dude, Cerrone's a good fucking dude. Yeah. Like, he's us, right? Yeah. Like like. Like he, I, I think that's why McGregor didn't talk shit this well, fight. And so here's what I'm gonna tell you, right? Here's, even even during the weigh-ins and all that shit, it's the most respectful, respectful I've yeah. ever seen. But here's him, the whole ever. aspect to it, and this is what I'm gonna say: is 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 even though he beat you know Cowboy, mm-hmm. Cowboy saved McGregor's career. This fight decided, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why: because because Cowboy comes in and Cowboy taught like he, he look he might have got beat within 40 seconds in the ring. But all the way up to this, Cowboy set an example to Conor McGregor the way that no other fighter could have done it. Yeah. Of like, here's mm-hmm. how to act. Well, it'll be interesting to see right? Conor's next fight then and see it if will. some of the it carries will. over. Yeah. Because he's got to, look, he's an entertainer. He's got to talk a lot of shit. But here's the deal. He, he doesn't gonna, have is, to. Is he going to draw a line? Bro, he doesn't have to. Because with Khabib, he didn't draw a line. He was but talking a lot of shit. But it sells tickets and it sells Yeah, but it doesn't have to. Like, McGregor can bring the... Last night, here's what I tell you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that last night that he brought more energy than he did the time with Khabib? Oh Which yeah, time? way more. Yeah. Guess what? He he did it right last night. Yes, he, he, he brought more focus. He so did. It's not it's not necessarily focused energy. Ener- focus. Focused energy. Yes. Focused energy. Yes. Right. He brought the energy last night and he was focused. And I I think that like even for McGregor, like. Like and he, I heard him as like his, his the press conference afterwards, you know, like he he fucked up a little bit, right? Like he had it all, and uh, I think for McGregor, like Cerrone taught him a lot of like 
hey, this is this is how a fight should go. Mm-hmm. And I think it helped Connor focus more instead of being a fucking entertainer. He showed up to be a fucking fighter. Right. It's a, it's and that's why take. he finished it in forty seconds. It's yeah. an interesting take. It'll be it'll be curious. It'll be interesting to see what he does in his next fight. Well, but name look, a fight where McGregor talked a ton of shit that he won. All of his fights in the UFC. I don't know. Pretty much. I don't know. Aldo, like, all but, those guys. I mean, the, the, got, hold on. You look where he got The second big. fight against Diaz, he talked. They talked a lot oh, of shit. Right. That, that but, might be one of the, other than the Khabib one, but you that look, was probably yeah. But you look where he started talking like a ton of shit. Like, like, no, like crossing the line shit. Not like normal shit. Like crossing the line shit was Mayweather. Like, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to fuck you up too, right? What that happened there? That was at next level. What happened there? Well, he made, he made $100 million is what happened. Well, okay, but I, okay, he still got his ass kicked. <laughs> well, yeah, he did, yeah. I, look, the first three rounds, I, I actually had McGregor winning, right? And then the last seven, yes, I did uh-huh. not. So I, I had figured with, with, with Cowboy, and I think it's what Cowboy came in and did last night. He's going to try to outlast him? He was going to try to outlast him. Yeah. Like, I knew, I said that if Connor doesn't finish it within the first two rounds, Cowboy's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, for a guy of his build and how yeah. cut and shit he is. He's got some incredible endurance, dude. Plus, I don't. I don't even know if it's physical endurance. It's, I, th- I think he's so goddamn driven bro, that you can't peel him off of somebody. If he, you know, Connor said it last night. You know, and he put it in perspective. You know, Connor's only fought twelve times in the UFC, and eleven times before last night. Mm-hmm. Cowboy fought eleven times last year. Last right? year, yeah, he's what is huh? he? Like in the UFC, he's got put that together. When you're when you're only getting a purse of two hundred grand, right? You have to. Who negotiates these fucking deals? A UFC owns. They do. They go direct. Yeah, it's it's with the, worst. the fighters usually. They they need to unionize and quickly because none of them are making money. No, at all. So even McGregor last night, right? His purse was three million. Win or lose, it didn't matter. Now all of Cowboy's shit was backloaded. Yeah, he had a two hundred thousand dollar bump for a knockout. How do you uh, step submission. in the ring to go fight Conor McGregor and you accept two hundred thousand as a fucking guarantee? I, I think I don't think I don't think Cerrone realized how much leverage he had in that situation. UFC wanted him to fight Conor. Yeah, they would have if he if he had been a dick about it. They would have, you know, find, found a replacement. But they wanted that matchup to happen because Cowboy's a guy who look. At the end of the day, he's a good fighter, but he's a middle of the road guy. He's a journeyman, yeah. basically, right? He's older. So he's a good guy, and he's older. He's getting closer Bro. to the end of his career. He's a good guy for Connor to fight now, but because he's also had success, and he's also like a good dude, right? right? So, what do you think about like? So, here's my other question, right? Like, and I noticed this last night. I don't know, like, so Cowboy's the oldest guy in the UFC, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty-five. Yep. Why do you think that the women can fight older? Like Holly Holmes, thirty-eight. Sure. Like, why do you think that the women can fight longer? Because they're less take, competitive. Yes, man. and they don't. It's less competitive, and they don't take the, the hard shots. So, like, yeah. dude, cowboy, yeah. like the, the fight before the McGregor it. fight, he got fucking thrashed. Yeah, it looked like his eye was gonna fall out of his head. Yeah, yeah. miraculously he came back and he was able to fight McGregor, and uh, all was positive. Um, with women, you don't take that hard of blows. Yeah, I get it. And and the weight class stops at what one forty five. Yeah, 145. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd like to see some stats on uh, how many female fights end in submissions versus KOs cool. and TKOs. Yeah, uh, like, and then what the men count is, and I'm sure it would go by weight class. Heavyweights, there's got to be more. Actually, I would say from like shit these days, probably like uh, uh, welter and above are mostly KOs and TKOs. Yeah. Or, or decisions. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's it's probably not. As many submissions, right? It makes sense, yeah. So the the women probably aren't taking, and they're not that big either. No. They're probably not taking hard shots. That's a good... 
Dude, that's I, a good I, point. But they can, la- they can last longer, and it's you know, I. Because look, well, but you've had concussions. You know how it is. Couple, it's not yeah. just in your brain. It makes your whole fucking body hurt. But yeah, you take yeah. you take Ronda Rousey, who's the top of the game for years. Yeah, it was all submissions. She was never knocking anyone out. True. It was arm bars and and, and then when shit. she fam- finally stood up with somebody, Holly Holmes, she kicked her in the fucking face and, and knocked her out. I'm gonna tell yeah. you though, like I, like all these fighters, like I, I still tell you my my favorite fighter, and I, I I would put him up against anybody on on the planet, Tim Kennedy. Oh, dude, Tim's he's I, I don't Tim is a great athlete. Dude, and he, he is a fucking warrior, I, a literal warrior. I right? lo- like Tim Kennedy. Like I, I don't, I don't know why it is. Like I understand that. Like <laughs> this is how this is how dumb I am. Like I, I am rain, so let's say that. But mm. um, I don't know. Like I walk into a room, and I look at everybody. And I'm like, yeah, I got a friend who could whoop all y'all. <laughs> yeah, and it's Tim. <laughs> right? Don't and it's Tim. Tim. Like I like when everybody's like, who's your favorite UFC fighter? Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Well, he's not. He's not in the UFC anymore. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's still my favorite fucking UFC fighter. He's ah. but, but because of his brain, I don't know if it's brain or personality, whatever it is. Yeah. He could ha- I feel like he's the kind of guy that can have 20% less talent than somebody else in a fight especially because and, of his work ethic. And outperform them by yes. 40%. You yeah. know what I mean at the same time? Dude, I, I would, fucking matters. I don't know why, man. I just like I'd put I like like I'd put Tim Kennedy up against a gorilla. A silverback Silverback? Gorilla. Yeah. I, I would I would put Tim up. I I, I promise, and I'd put I'd put my house and everything I got on it. Like I'd put Tim up against a, a fucking silver. I put Tim up against a fucking sil- a, probably a, a three year old silverback gorilla. What about a kangaroo with AIDS? Because we've been we've been yeah. thinking about toying with a kangaroo with AIDS. Yeah, for getting a, long a bunch time. of kangaroos, give them all AIDS, and then yeah. drop them into combat zones. Yeah. Um. It- yeah. I, I I bet you that Tim would be able to. Yeah, I, Tim would fuck him up. Would he be able to avoid AIDS? Though is the question. I guess. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. He would be like, yeah, he, he, the AIDS part wouldn't get him. Like, I think he would, like, I think he would come in and I think he would, you know, I think that the, the kangaroo would be fucked up before it even knew it was in a fight. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can find a kangaroo. I, here's what I always <laughs> well, say. I can find, I can find Tim. <laughs> I always say about this. About, <laughs> let's just go to Ox Ranch and have Tim fight all the animals there. Like punch a giraffe right in the fucking face. Dude, he could. Here's what I always say about Tim Kennedy. Yeah. He's the guy that you want your kids to grow up to be. Cause he's so well rounded in everything, where it's that, just like that's the shitty part about him is like he like he like he's, he's great not, at everything, and he's like, got like, a work ethic that is unbelievable. My personal story with Tim Kennedy was this: like I knew, uh, like we, we used to watch him fight UFC and all that other yeah. shit, right? And he was great. Um, I follow him on Instagram. He sells shooting videos. He's great. Yeah, he trains people. He helps people. A lot of people don't know what he that he still works. I'm not gonna say what job or sector it is, but. Yeah. He helps a lot of Americans, and people don't know it, right? Lastly, about Tim Kennedy, when we were on Range 15, ironically, yeah. we had a shitty uh, stunts guy um, who was on Lazy, just not a lot of work ethic, because it was an independent film. He wasn't getting paid what he was used to on like big-budget studio movies. Tim calls me, and I've never met him in person at this point. He goes, hey, man, it's Tim. Uh, I heard you had a problem with a stunt guy, and I was like, I did. And he goes... Um, I got it. I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I'll, I will do all of the stunts for the movie. Um, I'll be the coordinator. It's amazing. No one else is like, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Like, I, I got it. And I was like, holy shit. Had he done that on a previous production or anything? He had not. So, he just doesn't give a shit. No. And if you watch the behind the scenes movie of that, yeah. Tim Kennedy learned, taught himself 
how to become a stunts coordinator yeah. on a big production yeah. in less than 12 hours. We sat down at a dinner after shooting one night and he went for maybe three or four hours. We went over the, the entire production and he goes, great. I can choreograph all that. I got all my own guys from the UFC. I'll call them. They'll be here tomorrow. Blah, 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 blah. All of them were there. They were on time. Yeah. And after, after the production was over, I go, Tim, you were so great at this job. And I've at this point, I'd done like 30 movies. And I was like, you could do this for a living if, if you wanted to. You know what he said? He goes, I know. But it doesn't pay enough. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. And, and that yeah. was it. And he was going on to his next thing. And like, bro, that's how he is, man. Like, he was Tim in like was, fucking Brazil or something. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. He was doing, no, it or was Brazil Hitler. or Argentina. Yeah, Hunting Hitler. Yeah. Hitler, yeah. It, it, bro, like, he's like, he's a, like, Tim's a fucking freak. Like, you know, like, I look at Tim and Jocko Willink. I put them both in the same category, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. like, like, yeah, you can try to be like them, but bro. You ain't gonna be them. Mm -mm. Yeah, you know I mean? no. like, 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 like you, you're not. Good luck all day, but like you. And if can't. you walk in and Tim Kennedy's fucking your wife, you can maybe pick up the TV and try to bash it over their head, but that's about it. I think, like, you can't. I think legally, because uh, of who he is, the only thing you're allowed to do is applaud. Yes, I, and he's he's a be he's the best human I've met. Where it's just like, yeah. great man, you can do everything. Because the only you thing fuck. worse than like the only thing worse than somebody else like fucking your wife. Is you getting your ass kicked by the dude that's fucking yeah. your wife? And, right? what, what if he, and he's better at fucking your wife. Yeah, you're like, yo, what if fuck he, you. What if he gets you without you even without even pulling out? Like, he's still yeah. in your wife. Yeah. And he kicks your ass. He's like, damn, you didn't even take a break from fucking. His hips are still moving. He's didn't like, have to. He's like, yeah, doesn't pay enough. Didn't yeah. have to. <laughs> like, that that's was, Tim, nailed. though. He's, that would be an awkward conversation. Like, afterwards with your wife of, like, she watched you get your ass kicked. But, like. Duh. I feel like if you it? get beat up in front of your wife, you just have to divorce her and move While on. she's hooking up with somebody else. Yeah. Or she would, you know what she would look at you and say? Like, you got your ass kicked. That's why I hooked up with somebody else. Yeah, that would be a good excuse, I guess. Like, like yeah. Like, like you see, do you want to know why I hooked up with somebody else? Because I, I knew you'd get your ass kicked. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. It'd be, it'd be the worst way out. Uh, the worst how, way. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How much has your life changed since being on Joe Rogan? You know, like Joe, like he, I mean, you know, like he, I got a bunch of followers and like I got, I got a, a different side of followers, you know, like people, I think the thing that, 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 that Joe's podcast did was it like, it exposed me to a group of people that weren't normally used to people like me, right? You know, like people look at me and they're like, oh, he, because he's military, he's Medal of Honor recipient, you know, he must be a conservative, he must be all this, right? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm a fucking American, right? Like, yeah, I guarantee you, you, you don't know me, right? Like people like, you know, there's a teen mom, all that shit with MTV. Right. And people had all these opinions of me. I mean, I got, I've got people who text me and go, you know, like, I thought you were a piece of shit. And then I hear you on Joe Rogan. And like, I think you're like an okay guy. And it's like, you know, I, I, it, it, is it, it validation? Because like we were talking about before we went on air, yeah. he's like the white Oprah. He is. So if you go on Rogan yeah. today, that is you've made it. That is the you've made it moment. Like it is no longer, yeah. I hope to get on Jimmy Fallon or I hope to get on. His ratings are fucking eight, eight times what you could I, do on a late night show. I know. And, and, and like, like Joe Rogan is like the epitome of, of so if, like, you know, all of us have this, uh, you know, you, uh, from you know you serve right we yep. all have this idea of what america is and and, and like look let's, let's be honest like if you want to get deep i'm a deep thinker right i'm deep about everything like america's nothing more than a fucking idea 
right? Like an idea, like you can't see what America is no more than you can see what religion is. Mm -hmm. Like when you talk about freedom, like your idea of freedom, it's the same as religion. Like you can't fucking see it. You have to believe in it and fucking dedicate yourself to it. Like, like it's a, it's, it's a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. Like this idea of democracy is a weird fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Joe Rogan is like, he, he's the epitome of what America is. Yeah. We talk about this on the show. Like he, he sits at the intersection. Does that make sense? He, yeah, for sure. He sits at the intersection of all these, like of all media at this yeah. point, mm-hmm. like it from yeah. TV to podcast, all that stuff, but also just because of the variety of guests he brings on, he exposes people to science, yes. to like drugs, like f- using recreational psychotropic drugs to do psychological therapy yes. is something that is very new, right? Yeah. At least in American culture, yeah. but it's something that probably would not be as prevalent. Uh, and I can attest to its uh, efficacy. It works. I'm telling you that it works. It would not be as prevalent in American culture, and it would be it wouldn't be getting the traction in the veteran community specifically if it weren't for Joe Rogan, right? Yes. Right. But there's all sorts of other things now that happen too. Like Bernie wants to be on Joe Rogan, so it's politics, yeah. it's politics, it's culture, it's science. But you know it's what? I everything. Res- but you know what I respect about him the most though is like, in like I, Joe Rogan is somebody I want to be like, mm-hmm. and I don't say that about fucking many people, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, but Joe is a guy who he ha- like you can tell he has his core principles like of like like he has his, he knows his boundaries and what he believes in and what's core principles but on top of that his ideas are are forever changing and evolving which is really cool because as a human like we all have egos right yep. it, all three of our egos is what's made us successful but it's also the same thing that'll fucking crush us mhm how many guys you know that their ego made them fucking successful, but their ego is also what put them in their fucking ground? I mean, it ends up isolating you right? over yeah. time, right? Because it's like the, all these little weird quirks develop, like pride of authorship. Yes. Oh, well, that was my idea. Like, who gives a... We all made fucking $50,000 in that. Who gives a fuck who's yeah. that goddamn idea Yeah, was? right? Yeah. That doesn't give you more than $50,000. It's the same amount of money. We still had fun. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But, but yeah, your brain goes that way. It, it, because... Because it, it, it's a human instinct. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because you want to be like everybody on this earth. I don't give a shit. Like, I know I'm dead inside all this other bullshit, but everybody on this earth is constantly looking for some sort of validation, even if it's just from yourself. Well, uh, yeah. Like, well, I set goals for myself and I want to achieve them. That is a form of validation but and even we, that it's more survival right like we're all fucking like like i mean you take no matter what like if you want to keep your like you have to have a little bit of ego no matter what because you have to prove to other people that you are who you are right exactly like yeah. like like there's like you have to prove your worth to the tribe so to speak well, of yeah. course right like yeah. you take you I mean even look at animals right like like lions like they go and kill something you know they'll fucking pull it away from somebody next to them like i fucking killed this right and they'll do it a little bit enough to where that you know that they got it and then okay we'll let you eat it yeah right like like it's it's just a fucking it's an instinct for yeah. us right uh, uh, of that but like joe is like he man he 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 cares he does dude there's so he cares many about people like the, the reason there's the reason that stand-up comedy still exists now is because of joe rogan and podcast and, and fuck it well and dave dave Chappelle. yeah but podcasts have yeah saved it and and all of these comedians that have podcasts now which is the fucking majority of podcasts. Yeah. The majority of big podcasts are yeah. either some kind of news or it's it's com- comedians. Yeah. Uh, and none of that shit happens without him. All these guys that have these shows, yeah. like look at Brendan Chobb. 
He's not Brendan Schaub, I don't, I don't Brian know, Callen, but Bill, I don't know what Bill Brendan. Burr. I don't know what Brendan specifically is doing right now. Would you if consider it, Adam Carolla a comedian? Yes, Adam Carolla. Oh yeah, for sure. He's, he's so the Godfather. He's, man. he's considered the Godfather yeah. of podcasts. Yeah. However, uh, and he look they book him out on cruises the same with us and everything else. But if you're able to do stand up as well, yeah, like it's a whole different avenue. Because your money. rate changes from like, look, if you're a yeah. if you're a middle of the road like pretty well known comedian, you're probably getting twenty five hundred to five thousand bucks an appearance, something like that. Yep. But if you are one of those guys with a huge show like Bill Burr, for example, which is why he's getting all these other opportunities in movie and 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 TV and shit. If you're one of those guys that has a following like that, they the the fucking comedy clubs know this guy's bringing his own audience. Yeah, people yeah. hear his name and they're going to come. So they that guy gets fifteen, twenty, fifty thousand dollars sometimes. Yes. And when it's a special like Dave Chappelle's, he's getting paid twenty million dollars a piece yeah. for these Netflix specials. He got yeah, he got twenty a piece, so he got sixty for three. Wow. Which is crazy. And there's uh, I think the, he said at his acceptance speech for the what was it, the Mark Twain Award? Is that what he got? Yeah. Recently, yeah. That there's more comedy specials coming. Oh yeah. Which of course warms my heart. Of course like, there is, yeah. I mean look. He's. I feel like he's one of those guys. He's gone on his own personal journey and all this other bullshit. Yeah. He's one of those guys that will reach a point money wise where he's like, I don't give a fuck about money anymore. No, he might already be there. He, he was but there. He, he loves at the, Comedy Central. It's true. Yeah, he, he was, loves the craft of it, and that's why it's like, it's it, it's just so pure. His comedy is so pure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you watched his acceptance speech from on on PBS or what it was on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's funny as shit. It's amazing. Uh, to circle back with the Joe Rogan thing, the thing I like the most of, of about a genuine dude, the thing about Joe is this. It seems like, and again, I don't know him personally, yeah. but it seems like he's always learning and genuinely interested in learning new things, talking to new people. And to have a podcast of that size... You have to have that enjoyment every day. Yeah. Of like, hey man, I don't know who this person is. I want to chat about this, right? Yeah. Even with you today, I didn't know anything about the range fifteen thing. To be yeah. honest with you, none of it. I know it's terrible. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. And no, but we got to chat about it today, and it was yeah. just like great. We have an avenue to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I have no idea. And that's the thing about Joe, where it's like all of his shows, he is curious, and he's curious mm -hmm. about learning and trying to <laughs> he is. evolve he, as a person. Dude, he is. And like, and like he, I mean, if I text Joe Rogan, he'll text me back right now. Yeah. He's that good of a fucking dude. Yeah. You know, and like, there's a lot of things that me and Joe Rogan probably couldn't even come to terms on. But I'll tell you what, man, like, and I'm a nobody, but he fucking, you know what? He treats me as if. As, well, I, he, I know this, you were one of his favorites and I'm sure you've read the reviews and all that other stuff, but yeah. like. He literally said, this is probably the best interview I've ever been a part of, and it was yours. You know, we, we, we connected, man. Like, you know, he, he got into uh, talking about, like, when I killed this guy with a rock, and, like, we connected on a level that was just, it was, it was pretty crazy, you know what I mean? Like, it was like he was there. He knew the right questions to ask. You could tell he felt it, right? Like, it was kind of cool, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. again, his curiosity mm -hmm. for life. Yeah. And because I, I, I listened to the interview along with, you know, the other 80 million people in the world. And it's the same sort of questions that, that you want to know the answers to. But a lot of people are afraid to ask those questions. And I was like, like killing the guy with the rock, yeah. man. I mean, that is that's a that's yeah. a story that is infamous. And obviously, we don't have to repeat it because yeah. Rogan did it. But. But like you know, I, I tell you, like I was telling Dan, like you know, the crazy, uh, maybe you, I don't know who it was, like you, you asked about Rogan, you did, yeah, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, like 
he's it's fucking natural talent, right? Like he, yeah, dude, he just walked in there like it was like one minute we're we're bullshitting, you know, looking around the studio and you know talking about this and talking about that, and then next thing you know, like we're walking there, he's like, "You ready to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." So like, you know, we walk in there, he sits down, "Are we good?" "Yeah, we're good." All right, we're on. Yeah, and you're like, bro, like. It was just, it was literally that fast. Yeah. And you're like, I'm yeah. on, I'm on the Joe Rogan right now. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Like, this is how we do this, Joe. <laughs> what the fuck, Joe? What are you doing to me right now? <laughs> yeah. And that's the gig, you know? And it's like, yeah. all right, great. You've done that many shows and, you know, uh, it's shit. rad. What's like, he at? 12 something now? 1200 uh, something? I think he's at 1500 to oh, be honest. Shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Uh, let me, let me switch gears here and go into. The, the team mom yeah element of it because yeah. there's a lot of people <laughs> oddly enough yeah, who just know I, you from that i get recognized from that more than i do anything i know that's really funny and they don't know <laughs> that you're so, a medal of honor recipient yeah. nothing they're like so hilarious it's the dude from teen mom yeah how has that show changed your life where it's just that show didn't help me any you know man like mtv came in and uh yeah i never wanted to do the show you know, like it, I did it because of the custody agreement, and uh, gotcha. You know, I um, I never wanted to do it. It was never my like I was against it one hundred percent. Me and my girls being on it, and uh, but I did it because because it got me. It got it got me. It got the custody agreement that I wanted and I that I needed with my daughters of of, of having them that much, right? Mm. So I was in, and that's the only reason I did it. I mean, um, but it didn't help me any, man. Like, you know, like MTV, like they tried to exploit, you know, PTSD and real suffering, right? You know, like they've got some people on there who got some fucked up stuff. Yeah. But like none of those motherfuckers ever had jobs. At all. Like, like let's be honest about it. Like, let's yeah. call it what it is. Like all those motherfuckers on, on, on Teen Mom. They all got pregnant in teens and they ain't never had fucking jobs because teen mom's been paying them fucking 30 grand a fucking episode since. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm sitting here and like, that's what I was telling them. That I'm like, they're like, oh, well, we want you to film this or kind of do this episode. I'm like, you can film me working because I have a real job. Yeah. Come on out to the fucking like, Unlike everybody yeah. else, like, I get they make enough money off this episode or the t-shirt company they started or, you know, like, there are some cool guys, people or women, you know, on teen mom, but most of them are, They've never had a fucking job. No. Like they got pregnant as teens and, and teen mom MTV picked this up and they've been paying them crazy money since then. And like, I'm in with all these people and this fucking drama and these, <laughs> like the cesspool, the bottom feeders of media. Right. Yeah. And it was like, fuck man. Like you just look around and you're like, 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 no, I'm not like, you want me to do what for this episode? Yeah. I felt like that when I worked in politics back in the day. Yeah. It was a, it was a brief stint just out of curiosity. Yeah. Right? And what I found was that everybody's a fucking ladder climbing sociopath. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's trying to like there were people who were during the primary part, there were people who were working for different campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. But on the slide they were doing work for the other campaign that they thought was actually going to win the whole time so they would have a job there once that job was over. Like, sure, that's shrewd and, and maybe clever, but that's the whole thing. Like, that's all of politics. So forget about the politicians themselves. The people that make politics move forward in American, in American society are all these people in their fucking 20s and 30s 
They're just total fucking sociopaths. They call them hill rats. Yeah, they're hill rats. They're sociopath shitbags. And it used to be back in the day, like even in the early 2000s after Bush became unpopular, it was still where all the staffers, all the fucking actual people who make shit happen after work were hanging out together and doing shit and banging each other. This is like crazy. It's like a fucking frat house, right? But now it's not like that anymore. Now everybody hates each other. Like, you're a fucking what? You believe what? Yeah. Fuck you. Like, Look, people believe something. If you believe in like pedophilia or something, obviously I'm gonna be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. I'll fucking murder you right now. But I really don't give a fuck if you're a Republican or Democrat. Yeah, who gives a shit, dude? And if like I don't care if you're gay, like I don't care. No, like right, no like one... like I'll tell you something, man. Like I don't care what you do. I don't care what color you are, I don't care what gods you pray to, I don't care what sexual pref- preference you have. <laughs> like I'll tell you, like, if I seen one of my buddies disrespect a dude because he was gay like i would step up to my buddy and be like hey man what the fuck are you doing right, right. like like we're all humans yeah if you're if you're cruising around trying to interrupt people trying to just live their life yeah and right be happy get, right you're a fucking asshole dude. yeah it's like like holy like, shit who like why are you using your energy and your emotional and social energy to do that of all the yeah, fucking right? shit you could possibly do that's what you decided to do yeah to hate gay people like who gives a shit dude like man i used to fight next to like like I used to fight and live with people who prayed to a God different than me. Right. Like, like all these aspects. And like, I just, I look at people like this and, uh, Marcus Luttrell taught me this. Everybody in, in, in your life, every human being that you come in contact with, they have a key, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a key to unlock something in you. And it's your job to figure out what that is. And if you let that person go by and that key doesn't unlock something in you, well, you just lost something you could have grew from. Yeah. Right? Like, like you can't tell me one person in this world that can't unlock something in you to learn about yourself to where you become a better person from them, right? Right. But it's your choice to make that happen. Maybe Casey Anthony. That's the only one for him. Even Casey Anthony, like, well, the, give me an example. Like, she she taught she taught the world a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How about trunk space? Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's terrible. Um, no, but like, you look at her, like, like, I mean, look, Casey Anthony. N- no matter what we all think of her, mm-hmm. I mean, there's absolutely zero doubt that Casey Anthony will meet the devil face to fucking face the day that she is not breathing air through her lungs on this earth. Yeah. Period. Like, I don't care what she does. Mm. Like, I mean, look, you know, if she ever got her mind right, but she's a sociopath, right? She'll never get her mind right. Like, her and OJ will both be at the same fucking place when they airs out of their lungs, right? Um, the golf course. <laughs> oh, got, is she a golfer? I don't know. I, I got married. I got married on a golf course. What's that? I got married on a golf course. Ooh, that's Oof. the whitest thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's very white. <laughs> oh, so man, anyways, were you wearing dark um, shoes? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I, uh, you know, I just, you know, I just, you know, you just can't look. The world no longer, like fuck, like we got enough problems. Like don't don't create them, right? Yeah. Like like look at people. Like people, are, as long as people are. are you know, trying to make a difference and trying to do the best they can. Dude, I'm in. Yeah. That's what America's about, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you're gay and, and over in in the Middle East, they'll throw you like ISIS will tie your hands behind your back and throw you off top of fucking building. Yeah. Right? Like if you 
if you're a female, like like Saudi Arabia, I heard this. Gosh, I heard this. Saudi Arabia let women start driving. Yeah, in September of 2018, I think. And yeah. it's 2018, right? And then like everybody's like, oh, well, that's that's progression. And it's like, what America? What are you talking about? Right? Like, like we, what are you talking about? Like, it's, yeah. It's like fuck, fuck all them over there, right? Like it's crazy. Like it's so crazy. Like we, we, we need to be on the leading edge. We, you know, when America is strong, the world hates us. When America is weak, the world suffers. Right. And like, if we're not leading the way for, for equality, for for progression, well, there's no other country that's going to. And I oh, can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, and it's it's gotten weird now because uh, I think we as a society have kind of failed at it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we've we've taken some wrong turns. A lot of stuff has taken way longer than it should have. Yeah. Um, and because of the persistence of some of this bullshit, everyone now is like the the I guess the the antithesis of that is the hypersensitivity that we see now. You know what I mean? It was. It seems like it was almost uh, bound to happen that there was going to be some crazy, unnecessary pushback over time because there's still the perception of institutional raci racism and all that shit like that. You know right. what I mean? And I feel like um, from a societal level, it's probably easy. I'm sure the leaders of this country were like, well, we've got to cut this shit out because it's cancer. You know what I mean? But you can't just make the individual person not have prejudice anymore. That's not how life works. So uh, I guess at the end, you know, we've we've learned a lot from that. I think now, but now now is an important time in American culture because we need to learn that the oversensitivity. What it does is stop conversations from happening, and it stops real conflict conflict resolution from happening and we're going to suffer for that yeah maybe not right now and we are in a way right now just because it's annoying and stupid but we're going to suffer from it in a real way where people who were openly talking about x y and z before how they feel about things that internal prejudice in their head is never going to get get exposed as wrong it's 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 important in your life when you have this fucking and just like what dakota was talking about earlier it's a good example it's important in your life when you have this misconception about something based on prejudice or, or wrong information or whatever it is to expose that and then learn from it. And if, if the oversensitivity we have now is going to disallow that from happening. Yeah. So I wonder where it's going to go at this point. Like we're going to keep getting more sensitive and we're going to get more <coughs> ignorant well, I'll, socially. I'll go to another level. It's not so much of being ignorant, right? Like we're all ignorant to some things. And, and like, we can only make decisions based off the lens of life that we look through, right? Like whatever lens you've looked through is the lens that, that, that you've seen. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, it's kind of like a camera, right? The only pictures that have taken stuff like that, like the only, the only things that you've seen through your lens of life is the only things you can truly speak about that, you know, experiences, right? Same right. thing with mm -hmm. you and me, right? And the thing that I think that's different about us is, is like, and I try to be about is as soon as I was fucking wrong. Because I hadn't experienced it before, I take accountability. You have to. So when Chappelle was talking about Me Too, it was in the—I don't remember if it was uh, the Bird Theory or, or the other one. Uh, the first two Netflix specials he did. Sure. Right. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but anyways, he was talking about Me Too, and he goes, "The only way that we 
learn from this and educate because mm-hmm. in the, in the main point of the Me Too movement is not just to fucking put Harvey Weinstein in jail. Right? Yeah. The point is to teach Harvey Weinstein though for the record is he a should piece be of shit. Yes. He should be dragged in the street murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's but, a piece of shit. But the point of all this should be at least not necessarily just to fucking expose one or two people. It's to the purpose is to expose bad ideology and bad information that we have about what and look we're not going to get fucking <laughs> we're not we're not fucking me too supporters necessarily like that like, no not, no no not, like, like there was a lot of people that jumped on the bandwagon yeah it was like, this bandwagon yeah. bullshit but i am a supporter of understanding what consent means because uh interpersonal relationships in general are weird we present a projection of ourselves that we feel is the best typically and it's it's a basically like a snapchat filter but for your personality you know what i mean and we do that a lot. So you don't really get to know people until you've known them for months, maybe years. You don't really understand their social cues when she says yes or doesn't say anything, but it means... I don't, I don't it know, mean, it, It's like she's still anxious or nervous about it. Like You have bro, to be able to know bro, someone. I, but it goes back to that. what you said about bro, having I, accountability bro, for yourself. Bro, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I got to tell you something, man. Like... Like, if I ever thought that I, like, I don't know, like, I think I go, I feel like I do, I go above and beyond, like, to make sure this is something someone wants to do, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, right? Like, I, I was hanging out with a girl and, and she was, she was all about it. She'd been drinking though. And mm-hmm. I watched how much she drank. And I, I straight up looked at her and I go, hey, look, like, look, I, I'd want to do this right now. No, yeah. no fucking doubt. But I, I straight up told her, I don't want you to hate me tomorrow. Like, I don't want you to do something that you might regret tomorrow, right? Sure. Like, you might not, but you might. And I just like, <clears throat> I mean, and this was within the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, look, like you said, with the personal accountability thing, I would extend that to say. But how do you have sex? Like, here's the thing that I don't know. And I guess maybe I'm fucking weird, though. Like, like, and that's why I I can't do, like, prostitutes, like, things like that. Like, I just, I can't have sex with somebody who is not into me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I could never do any of that. Like, I just... Like, I just, I can't get into the thought of someone not, like, having some type of true connection with me. And maybe I'm, like, some fucking weirdo. No, it's not. It's not. I think does that's that, Does normal. that make sense? I think it's age. Yeah. I think it's age. Like Age, it, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, no, if we go back to, like, 19-year-old me, it's yeah, totally yeah. different. You don't give I mean, a fuck. Yeah. No, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Hole but, in the wall. Who cares? But, yeah, but like, but, like, now it's like, man, like, like, I just have this astronomical respect for women right and i mean i got my daughters i mean i've always had that and i just i truly think that that women are the greatest thing that god ever put on earth to us you know like i can get into a a deeper aspect of it but like you know if like like i don't think that in life and this is the part where the me too movements fucked us up right like this is where like the the uh the 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 feminism movements fucked us up like men don't protect women because they're weak. We fucking protect them because they're important. Right? It's interesting, yeah. And like 
you know, like men were built to be fucking fighters. Like that's that that's their body type, right? Uh, well, it's not just the body type. It's but because of the for the same reason, it's in, intrinsic in our DNA. Like we. We, that's we why are, we, we have more testosterone than women yeah we are protectors that's the whole point of that's what we we're creating female yeah. yeah and like on the back side of it like women like dude we we could never bear a child like obviously no. right like and so like we were built this way for a fucking reason yeah i think i think men protect you from danger and women protect you from from uh they protect your soul i guess 100 percent. like phrase, women so are I mean. like like and so like if you look at the whole issue with America right now like if you want to get into like where America's fucked up I'm going to I'm going to go back to this right like it's because of men 100% men You ready? You ready for it? Fire away. I'm going to fire away with my theory. <laughs> this is I'm going to quote this the Dakota Meyer theory. Drop a hot take. All right. So World War 2 was the greatest generation. That's what they say. Yes. Right? Of course they did great things. The further you go along, you know, we started more of this identity, all this stuff, which is great. Like, I think people should be whatever the fuck they want to be. If you want to wake up tomorrow and you want to be a red crayon, fucking be it. Own it, though. Own yeah. it. Like, be it, right? Be the best crayon you can be. Fucking color away, right? I think you mean cherry, but cherry, continue. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but uh, what happened was, and I don't think people have to stay together in marriage I don't think that's right. Right? Don't don't stay in a fucking shitty marriage dude, for kids. For the kids? No, nope. because all it does is fuck the kids up. Fucks dude. them up, yeah. right? But here's what happened was, a lot of people did that back right? then. Yeah, in the baby boomer generation. So people, you know, because what? they were guilted into from the World War II yeah, generation yeah. Mm-hmm. that this is right, right, and you know that's the yeah. right thing to do. And do you know yeah. what the the impact of that is so strong? Well, I'm, I'm about that. to I'm about to I'm about to follow us up, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I know Let's you're a fucking. <laughs> I know you're a smart dude. And I know you know all these theories. I'm about to I'm about to wrap it up. I'm long winded, <laughs> but I got you. Um, you can throw another ad in this fucking thing because we of will, me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the older generation, it was about sticking together. That's yeah. all they had. And then you had the baby boomer generation who kind of like more knowledge started coming, right? And like, mm-hmm. but, but they stuck together and it wasn't fucking good. Yeah. And uh, then you got like, you know, my, our parents mm-hmm. all fucked up, you know, thinking that's what a relationship is. Exactly. And it's not anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then like now you got this generation where we're in mm-hmm. and uh, it, that, like that ain't it. Like we can leave and like, but you look at the kids, right? Like I, the one thing I take so serious with my daughters is, is like I'm the first boyfriend they'll ever have for 18 years. Mm. You you teach them what a good man is supposed to be. If they start dating shitty guys, yeah, I like I was a shitty motherfucker. Yep. And uh, so what happened is like why I blame this all on men mm-hmm. is men stop being dads. So men have took society standard that's set for them, and that's acceptable. So like for a society standard is, is like every other weekend is, and you pay child support and that's you being a father. Well, now who's raising the kids most of the time? Women. Women, yeah. Women are great, but women don't teach kids to be fucking fighters. Women Mm. don't teach people to be protectors, right? Like, I don't care what you say. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you identify as. You, we, our bodies are created different no matter how you want to talk about it, right? Right. But like, 
the problem is, is men aren't present in their children's life. And now you've got children growing up with, and, and look, I'll tell you the greatest thing about a woman, the most adaptable thing to ever society life, everything is a fucking woman. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you why you take world war two. Like they were, women were made to be at home, right? Like they were, mm-hmm. they were, they were feeding the families, taking care of raising the kids. We hit world war two. Wars have changed every aspect of every day. If you look at every dynamic of America and people changing, it was a war, right? So you take World War II. Where did they all have to go when everybody left for war? To work, bitch. To manufacture, yeah. right? Yeah. Susie Riveter. <laughs> what, what was her name? Rosie. Rosie, Rosie. Riveter, right? Yeah. Then, now, you take men aren't fucking staying connected and they're not dedicated to their children and families. They're dedicated to fucking being, you know, pieces of shit, a lot of them, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. And a lot a lot and, of people are, and what do get women caught do? up in work and shit, too. Like, well, but, but, the, but, but come on. Like... I, I, I work. As, I, I work believe, as any mother. I, no, I work as much as anybody on earth. Right? I never believe. There's a good meme going around right now, and I think I've seen it before. But it's like uh, someone who tells you they don't have time for you doesn't care about you because someone who cares will always make. There time. was a marine who told me one time. He said, "Look, if you want something, you'll make time for it. Yeah. If exactly. you don't want something, you'll make a fucking excuse. Excuse. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I'll tell before. you right now. Look, the first. You know, three or four months of my daughter's life, I had custody of her mm. in Alaska. I lived in Kentucky. Mm. Had, I had custody of her four days every other week in Alaska. And you know what I fucking did? Flew I Alaska. flew to Alaska and I raised my three-month-old out of a hotel room four days a week every yeah. other week. So when I hear a motherfucker Fuck. can't drive a county over, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're a bitch. <laughs> right? And I was still fighting for more. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so that's the problem is, and I'll never forget where it hit me at, man. I walked in front of a judge and I said, the judge asked me, he's like, so hold on, let me get this right. You want to pay the maximum amount of child support. You want more time with your kid. And you've gone to a, because you don't want to like lack with your kid. You've gone and you're a single parent. You want to? You went to a month-long nanny school and become a certified nanny and an infant care specialist, so that you wouldn't make sure your kid went without what they needed. You knew. He goes, over ninety percent of my cases with children are me trying to get the father to be part of their fucking kid's life. Oh, I, I I'm surprised it's not more. To be honest with you, like, so you want to talk about that? There's no correlation to kids being victims, kids not knowing how to take accountability kids not knowing fucking <laughs> grabbing on to the world and like being men yeah and fathers not being present it's interesting period. it's interesting how we celebrate femininity and being a woman like it's like if somebody's like she's a good example of a, of a woman which she's empowering other women blah, blah blah no one ever says that and look it's because men have been in charge quote unquote for so long but no one talk like you when's the last time you saw a news story about this guy's acting this way, and this is what men should act like. You know what I mean? Well, so yeah. so here's when's the last time you saw anything so, even so, some, remotely similar to that. So that's the issue, right? Like, like that's the issue. I mean, I'm sure you remember. Like, you both remember. Like, like back when we were growing up, like, dude, you had like real people to, to like to look up to. Like mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, he's respectable. Yeah. Right. Like you had these people, mm-hmm. like like in 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 sports or whatever we watched, you had them. Dale Earnhardt, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like you go down the list, right? Like people who are respectable 
I mean, now you got people following Kim Kardashian and fucking Conor McGregor. And Cardi B. And Cardi B, right? Like, like so, so, like, you know, you look at all this, man, and it's like, how, how do we, it comes back to men, though. Mm. We're not sticking with women. We're not picking good women. Yeah. We're not being men. Mm. And we're not setting the example. And I'll tell you the other thing. We're not fighting against people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and all these people. Because here's the sick part. And, and Donald Trump. Like, let's go ahead and down to it, right? Like, Donald Trump, good president, right? Like, mm-hmm. America comes first with Donald Trump. You can't argue it. I mean, look. I mean, look. Even the Iran generals can't argue that uh, that America comes first with well, Donald they're dead, Trump. Right? So it's hard to argue. Yeah, with they'd that. argue, but they can't speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, we could ask their watch or their their ring, the right? Ring, right? Yeah, yeah. You could ask the ring. Yeah. But uh, but man, like, they're not people that represent who we are as men. No. Right. Like, not in like that if way. you look at if you look at all the people that's been convicted, us three in this room would 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 murder those people if we knew they did what they did to women. Of course, yeah. Right? And it's like, but here's the issue. They now represent men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as like the media has fucked up Donald Trump and, 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 and the politics side of it, the media has done the same. Like they've done, the media makes so much money off separating us, mm-hmm. off emotionally separating us. I mean, you take, I mean, you take, you, you take, you take the, you take with cops. The media, the media across the United States of America, I promise you, there's no more dangerous terrorist. There's no more physically dangerous terrorist on the face of the planet than the United States media. Oh, yeah. Especially now, because it is dividing the country. One, two, they're trying to make a living and just stay alive right now because... Print is gone. Hard print is gone. Bro, Their there's no clicks. There's no accountability none, for these people, none. right? And I'll tell you the I'll tell you the damn thing you can't do is you can't get a fucking uh, uh, even a reporter who knows this dude lied. A reporter won't call out a fucking reporter. Oh, no, no, they never. won't. No, they won't. And fucking it, never. Yeah. It, it used to How be. How sick is it? Like if you were Crazy. if you were a print newspaper, one of the things you want to do is promote the good work that your fucking staff was doing. Like a, winning a Pulitzer yeah. would raise the fucking value of a company exponentially, right? And now it's like Ross said, it's digital, yeah. so it's clicks. It clicks. Yes. And clicks don't give a fuck if anything's true or not. It doesn't matter. Well, do you ever read the Daily Mail? Like, Daily Mail is pretty, pretty big. Oh, yeah. It's huge. But like those motherfuckers write so so fast they can't even spell. Yeah, they no. just they're like commonly misspelled. Well, all, all of them because here's what's happened to journalists. <laughs> and this is a dirty secret that not a lot of pe- people know about. Yeah, they can't afford to keep staffs anymore. So, so it's back all, in the, it's all outsourced. Correct. So back in the day, it used to be a hundred reporters on staff. You worked in the same building. You went to see the New York Times. Yeah, New York Times on the whole building, and you were like, great. Now they can't. So it's it's hey man, we got twenty or twelve, and then the rest of it is outsourced. You get 500 bucks an article. Oh, I know. And it's how fast you can write and get that article out. So spell check is dude, out the window. Dude, these motherfuckers went through my hometown and paid people money to like say something about me. You could be as a source. Yeah. Like these. That little, way they can't get sued. So if they have yeah, a source, then you can't sue I, them. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, not funny. Like I was like, I was so fucking mad, man. Like 
probably the maddest I've ever been at the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail did this. And uh, so right after like me and Bristol had split up, we were supposed to have a wedding. I think you were supposed to be there, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you were invited. In Kentucky, and, like, yeah. Yeah, Kentucky. And like, you know, she, you know, long story short, whatever, right? But anyways, the Daily Mail was all over. Like, they were fucking all over. They were in the woods the day the wedding was supposed to be in. Like, it was crazy. Like, I pulled a gun on one of the guys over at a gas station, like crazy shit. Well, a couple of days later, so both my grandparents, you know, my grandfather fought in the Korean War. My grandmother, a nurse, like, just fucking... They're the greatest two people I've ever met in my entire life, right? And uh, they weren't involved. Like, they don't. They don't care about drama, right? Like they, we're not talking about it. Like you know, they were kind of that type, right? Sure. And um, I get a call one day. My grandpa's like all out of sorts, and uh, I'm like, "What's going on?" And I was traveling a lot, and he said, uh, "We kind of messed up." My gosh, what do you mean? So like they had home health that came to their house every single day. And uh, they came to their house and they would help my grandfather with physical therapy that, you know, my grandmother had dementia, like both, neither one of them were like all there mentally, but just because of like their age and stuff. Mm -hmm. The Daily Mail watched that pattern for a day or two, one of their independent contractors. So I'm not sure. going to say, let me, let me rephrase this. It wasn't the Daily Mail because yeah. they'll get pissed about it. But one of their, Somebody they fucking, hired out. one of yeah. their fucking bottom feeders they got, right? Um came in and like came up knocked on the door and my grandparents honestly thought that they were their home health and invite them in their house and my grandfather never realized the questions that were being asked to my grandmother until they started asking about like well, what do you think about bristol and my grandfather said well we don't we don't talk about her in this house and then they kept pushing and my grandfather's like you're not home health the dude posed as like his home health, but like legally we can't, you can't do anything because they invited him in. Ugh. It was so fucked up. And they, and, and they printed the fucking article. Jesus. They printed the article. Like well, you talk about scumbags. What do you, what do you do at that point as a, as a person? Do you try to reach out to him? Like, no, do, or do you, they don't care. I, yeah, I'll tell you what I did is, is I, I waited for that person to come back and I, like I would sit outside my grandparents' house. And I was going to slit every one of their fucking, their, their tires. And I was going to beat the fuck out of them. And I was going to go to jail over it. Like you, you go to my grandparents. Yeah. Like they called every one of my exes. Oh God. Like you talk about scumbags. Like these people are fucking scum. They'll put trackers on my fucking car. Jesus Christ. Right. Do you, do you, do you become paranoid at a certain, at a certain point where you're just like, I don't trust anybody. Yeah. I you know, I got, I got, I got a small circle, man, and like, we all and, do. And, and, I, I think, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. we all do. But like, and that's where, like, I guess I go back to, you know, what we started with on this podcast is like my guilt of like, like, dude, Matt Best, dude, I could trust in my fucking life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, a dude, two dudes, I could, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't have many motherfuckers I can trust in my life that I don't have an NDA signed by, right? Yeah. And I just like, I fucked up so bad, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I still think about it. I, I promise you I think about it once a week at least. You know what I mean? Still today. It's crazy. It, it is. And it's like. Because I, I can tell you this. I know. I for, wake up every day. I know for a fact me and Matt don't at all. Like. Yeah, but you know what? But the dynamic's different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look, dude, no matter what, like me and Matt will never, we'll never have the close relationship like we did just because of like, well, you already seen what somebody does to you. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like I wake up every day and I look in the fucking mirror and Matt Best initials are on my chest. While I'm brushing my teeth, I look at I look I look at Matt Best initials, right? Right. Um but it was a good learning lesson for me. You know, man, like I I look at things a little different, right? And like I value relationships like with you, Dan. I mean, mm. you know, man, like it, it it really taught me to not fucking squeeze the trigger before I look down the sights. Right. You, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like I it uh it was it was a good learning lesson for me, you know, like and, and you know, you guys have like you know, Dan, like, dude, you've, there's, I don't know if there's ever been a phone call I've ever called you and you ain't picked up. I don't mm. even know why the fuck you pick up, right? Because like, you, you always thank me and my family for our service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ross, like, you know, like, you guys, like, y'all, y'all talk the same way that I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's like, you know, like, you guys are just some of the most genuine fucking dudes, like, I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I... You know, I woke up this morning, I was in Phoenix, and uh, I knew I was coming out here doing the mm. podcast, and, like, I was just thinking about, I know it sounds so weird, man, like, like I uh, I looked at a picture of my daughter, it's a background in my, my phone, right, and then, like, I just, I thought about yesterday, I got to skydive with a good buddy of mine, Scotty, and then, like, I just thought, like, dude, I'm, I'm coming to Vegas, and I get to fucking see you two, right, mm, and yeah. it was just like, dude, like, tears just kept running down my face, because I was just like, man, I'm so fucking, like, how many motherfuckers would give anything to be able to do that? Yeah, and just rage all day. Right. Like, all and we like, did was hang out, watch football, and like be able to hang out with cool motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Good dudes. Like I just like, uh, you know, there's there's so many motherfuckers that live through life and never get to experience. Yeah, it. life can be really tough. Yeah, life sucks. Like it really can be tough. It life. does, and 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 I think with the circle of friends thing, I think the important thing is this: is everybody asks like, how are you guys so close and and all this other stuff? It's because <laughs> none of us need anything from each other yeah so like i'm not there, there's you know we all make a living and, and do shit like yeah it's just friends it's just yeah. friendship so there is no like hey man can you hook me up with x or this yeah, no, it's, yeah. a, it's almost like a coincidence that we're in business together y yeah yeah you know yeah I mean? where it's like oh this is awesome yeah. but there is no need for I, like i don't need anything from matt yeah that doesn't need anything from me evan yeah. doesn't need anything from me and vice versa and like that's why we're all able to have such a, a close friendship yeah i think when friendships die or drag on it's it's there's somebody needy who's in the circle who's just yeah. like cancer a cancer you, you gotta yes. you get cancer yeah or you're trying to sell a story or yeah. whatever the fuck it is and you're just like dude that, we don't have that fortunately in our group but i'm also leery of that of like new friends but I, but, I, but i think that's like the thing is like the misconception of you guys right like you know you all got drinking bros and like people know you all as funny shit and raunchy yeah. shit right but like you guys are the most fucking loyal good fucking dudes at the end of the day right like like if, if my daughters need someone to pick them up from school like i'd call one of you all to go fucking do it right yeah, and, and how, like and how fucked up is that like think like about it, that. no for real think about that from the think perspective of the average Right, human citizen in America, right? Yeah, they're like uh, their only exposure to us would be the show. Well, that's what so I'm saying. So it's like is, octopus dicks, yeah. and weird shit. <laughs> and they're like, "That's the guy you want to pick yeah, up your kids." Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, man, like, like that, and it's a God's honest truth, though. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I like. If you told me I got on care.com and it picked some fucking random motherfucker, I could pick you all to go get my kids. It'd be 110% you all. It'll be there. Right? We'll be there. Y'all be there. We'll do it. 
My uh, kids might be might be saying crazy shit by yeah, the time you know, but, exactly. but, but uh, they might be spitting off like weird stats about octopuses or fucking you know <laughs> dolphins. But you know, they're safe. I guarantee they're gonna be safe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one one last question before we get you out of here because I know you're busy and you got to dinners and all that stuff. I like to drink. Um, what's that? I like to party. I like, yeah, I like to drink. My name's Dave. I like to party. <laughs> um, you're the third Medal of Honor recipient we've had. So we've had Clint on. Yeah. We had Flo on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. In Philadelphia. Um, That's cool. The the question that I always ask yeah. from them, and uh, is it a burden or is it having the, the Medal of Honor, is it a burden or has it truly changed your life for the positive and how do you view it personally? Hmm. You know, like, that's a tough one, right? Like, uh, it depends on how you want to view it, right? Like, I, um, for me, it ruined my life. Because all your fucking friends died, right? Well, not, yeah, so so I, I want to I wanna say something up front, right, that a lot of people don't recognize, and I think I can say it on this show more than I could anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, my Medal of Honor is the most controversial Medal of Honor in the history of it, right? Like How so? Just like reporters, like writing that he doesn't deserve it. Like, I mean, there's like tons of news story, right? Contradicting my side of it. Like, it's just so crazy and so such bullshit. Because, like, here, like here's the facts of it. In, in the Medal of Honor investigation, it takes all these sworn statements, right? Mm-hmm. And you know who the one person's statement that's not involved in the whole thing of of the award? Yours is mine. Yeah. yeah, which is fucking crazy, dude. So, like, all these people who write this negative shit about me. And say he doesn't deserve it or he didn't do this. Like, it wasn't you tooting your own horn. It was it, all these it, other dudes writing these fucking fifteen sixes for you. It, exactly. And like, so there's that, right? And then you know, um, you got this reporter who's trying to bring me under, trying to get Congress to bring up that I murder people, right? Like that's fucked up. Yeah. You know that, that like the people who were running at my truck that I was shooting uh, were people trying to ask for help, not 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 fucking enemy combatants right so that that's held over my head for a long time um and then just the sheer fact of like i i was a sniper i lived my whole life of trying not to be seen and now you got to be seen right mm-hmm. and like look it's hard enough already like of the guilt of of like letting my team down, right? You know, like I'm 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 awarded the Medal of Honor for like letting my whole team die. There's not a me- another Medal of Honor recipient out there that 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 has that burden. Right? Like like okay, this guy killed fought off this many enemy or Kyle Carpenter jumped on a grenade, god forbid what he went through with medical bills or or flow like he jumped on a he jumped on a fucking suicide. Yeah, right? Like there's nobody who fucking came out unscathed and their whole team's fucking dead and they got a Medal of Honor. So the way we all look at it is a little bit fucking different, right? Like there's a reason that I don't wear the medal. For them, they walk around with that medal around their neck. It's like a belt, right? They won. Me, when I put that medal on, it reminds me that I fucking failed the most important people in my life that day. You know, I might have, I, I might have saved one or two, right? Whatever. But 
Like, dude, like I, I go to bed every night and like the most important people that I care about, the only people who I would ever give a fuck about just damn, just wishing that, that, that I, I could ever have one more fucking word with are those guys and they're all dead because of me. Right. And they were relying on me. And like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but on the first trip in, you know, the first trip that we made up in that Valley, I was less than 50 yards from when I turned around because I took a piece of shrapnel on my right arm. And, and like, so now I feel like, you know, because I'm a selfish motherfucker, what if, what if me turn the truck around was their last hope of thinking somebody was going to get them. And then that's what they that stopped them and slowed them down and got them killed. Right. Like, you don't know how many times I've read every one of their, their, like I have read each one of their fucking autopsies. Fucking, I bet you I've read them no less than a hundred and two hundred times. Right. Of just really trying to figure out like, were they alive when I turned around? Cause I don't know if I thought that they were alive when I turned around, if I could stand here today and live, you know, like I just, I mean, I've been in a lot of hellacious gunfights, but man, like, like, I don't like, you know, like I, I, and honestly, like I felt like for a long time, like when they gave me the medal of honor, man, it was a punishment to show the world. Like it was kind of like, you know, like when women used to get that A on them. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like the scarlet letter, exactly. It's like the scarlet letter for me, right, man? And like I felt like people put the medal around my neck to like make me suffer. Like God did that for me to make me suffer, and for like my is like my punishment for letting my teammates down. And it's just like you know, so like when I look at it, it's a lot different than what these other guys do. You know, they wear it and go to the convention and they get fucking, you know, told how great they are and they fucking live off of it. And, you know, they'll, you know, it's, you know, they'll raffle off their fucking, you know, <laughs> bullshit and, and, and whatever, right? Good on them. Like, if they can live that way, I'm I, good on them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point you just got to say, I guess you earned it, so do what you want. Yeah. But, but it's, I, your your experience is, is markedly different, though. Yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a, um... I gave my medal of honor, you know, it gave me a big relief. I gave my medal of honor to my daughter. Um, and I I just. How old is she? She's four, right? And I gave it to her when she was two. And like, I gave it to her and I, I gave it to her over like a gym or something or like not a gym, but like a, like a, a museum or something. Mm-hmm. Because like she would always wear it like would dress up with like her Elsa costume or whatever it was. And like she always was like happy about it and like she'll wear it now like it's in her diaper bag like i have a diaper bag and like it's it's in the back pocket of it, the top pocket of it and she'll we'll go we'll go somewhere and she'll be like dad i want my necklace and so i'll give it to her and like she'll put it on and she'll walk in like we'd got her nails done the other day and she got her right at the, at the, at the salon and she got her and we we're doing a pedicure and she wore it and like are we going to chilies and she'll wear it and like I let her wear it and i would rather her have it because at least i can see some joy come out of it right sure and that's like the only joy that I get out of it is like, man, I tell you, man, like I, you know, and, and I, you know, like luckily I got, I got lucky that I went through this treatment, you know, about six or eight weeks ago, but man, I, um, man, you talk about like, 
a fuck up putting you on the map. You know what I mean? Like you go in and you see all these people and they like they, they think you're some something great or you've done something great and you're like all you can think about is that man there was the most important people in your life relying on you and you heard them over the radio screaming as they were all executed, you know. And it's just it sucks, you know. Is it every day? Do you think about it every day? Yeah, man, and now like my biggest fear is just, you know, I guess like with my divorce, you know, I, I looked at it and I was like, well, why would I expect it to last? You know, like this is the next important person, person in my life. And I let her down too. And then, you know, like you look at my biggest fear is, I was like, what if my daughters call me one night and I can't be what they need me to be when they need me to be it? And you let them down too, right? Like if I look at the most important people in my life when they needed me the most, I fucking let them down. And then I got awarded for it. You talk about you talk about the most mentally fucked up thing ever. Yeah. You know, we live a life of fucking black and white. Mm-hmm. Of win and lose. Yeah. Well, win and lose isn't like a, a trophy or or bragging yeah. rights. It's life and death. It is. And At the it, end of the day, it is. And like, you know, we live by an ethos of it ain't it ain't a t shirt phrase. It ain't something you fucking read somewhere that somebody said. Like, we fucking live it. And uh, it's you either get somebody out alive or you fucking die trying. Yeah, no man left behind. It's, it's not a rule, it's the rule. It is. And the fucked up part for me is, is what happens if you didn't die trying? We didn't fucking try hard enough. Yeah. You know, and that's the hard part. And then you get awarded the nation's highest honor. Like, when they showed up, told me I was going to get the Medal of Honor. I had no clue. I was so sick, man. And then you get all these people, like, of a community you respect so much. Like, you know, I'm about to walk into it shot, and they just, like, well, you're not humble. You know, you're this, you're that. And it's like, oh, I I, I go to sleep every night with these motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't fucking know. You know, like, it's just a, this is actually the best explanation I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Because again, we've had three, mm. and everybody views it differently. Yeah. Uh, I will say this: there is one common theme, though. Of yeah. I got awarded because I lived, and everybody else died essentially. Yeah. Um. And you but don't you, the, the public, yeah. everybody else, no one thinks about it like that at all. Mm. You hear Medal of Honor recipient, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, fuck civilians, me, everybody else. Mm. We used to say winner. Uh, like he won yeah. this. And, and it was just like, uh, Matt was the one who, who corrected me a long time ago. And he goes, hey man, yeah. they didn't win anything, man. They were serving and they were awarded this because of what happened. But let's, let's be honest, no one's winning anything with that. Like yeah. you're not winning this. That, that award is bestowed so, upon you. So here's the thing with like a lot of like, the, yeah, they, they lost some guys they cared about. I'm going to give you the best analogy I can give you about with mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, imagine you being in a house, like y'all are all sleeping in a house, and it's on fire. Well, the first thing you do is run outside because your smoke detector going off. And uh, by the time you get outside and you realize your whole fucking family, everything you care about and everything you love is not outside, you try to run back in the door and the whole fucking house is on fire. And they all die. 
and they turn around and you're a hero. It's hard to live. That's the best analogy I can fucking give you. Yeah. And it's like, there's not another Medal of Honor recipient that's got that. You know, and it's like, I'm glad they can wear that fucking medal. Bro, I look at that fucking medal and I could fucking puke. I could puke and it's not, you know, people come at me all the time like, you're a fucking selfish fuck. You know, you're disrespectful to that medal because you don't fucking wear it. And it's like, it's like you, you don't, you don't have a clue. Yeah. You don't have a clue of what like hurt is, you know, you don't have a clue of like, of like looking at that medal and then thinking about the time, like you've been over to, to, to Gunnery Sergeant Kinnefick and like, spending hours taking their gear and like taking Gunny Kinnefick's helmet and taking his gear and like when you pull his, his helmet off of him and his fucking the, the the back part of his skull is sitting in your fucking hand as the guy's like looking at you screaming as he was shot in the fucking back of the head like that was my best friend you know like and that medal represents every bit of it, right? You know, I talk about, guys, you want to talk about PTSD. You want to talk about, like, you fuckers have a hard time living when nobody gives a fuck what you do, right? Bro, imagine about having PTSD and, like, anything you do, any words you say is going to be on the front page of the news. Or you go out here and you get in a fucking bar fight or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And fucking, you know, TMZ's watching you and then you look like a piece of shit, right? right. Like, you don't know about living yeah. PTSD. You don't know PTSD until you live it in the face of the nation. Yeah. Yeah. How many times you got PTSD that'll end up on Fox News? Not right? a lot. Not a lot, man. That's the thing, man. Fuck. You know? So, but like, but here's what I'll tell you is like, you know, I, yeah, there's a lot of negative to it and it, there's, there's a big expense to it, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But it gives me a platform to be able to go out and make a difference, right? Like it gives me, it gives me a way to connect with people on a level of, a level of empathy that I could have never if I hadn't have gone through it. It breaks down some barriers. People, people here, even irrespective of your personal experience and how it's yeah. different from, from most people. Hearing the, even just hearing the phrase, I'm a veteran, changes people's minds. It softens them a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. I want to hear what he has to say or she has to say. And then, uh, of course, it's amplified when it's, I'm a Medal of Honor recipient. Right. Like, people, even if you were a fucking knucklehead, people would respect what you had to say because of that, just because of that. And it does. I, I can imagine it opens up a lot of doors. And, and it also, you know, the other ones, again, talking to Clint and Flo, and uh, it gives, in a weird way, someone for others to look up to in service of like, all right, great. But there's a responsibility with that. And you have to like, if people look up to you, you have to be fucking real. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you want to or not, bro. You have a responsibility. If you're going to tell them the good, you better tell them the fucking bad. Cause you can't give them something unrealistic to look up to. Yeah, like Dakota always seems like he's in a great mood. I can't figure out why I'm not like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking stupid, that's, though. That, that, that's the worst thing you can do, yeah. right? You know, like that's where the vulnerabilities come in. And you have to be able to be that. You can't walk around and, and, and like life's all good, right? Like oh, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to give them both. Like that's, that's a, that is a, that is a, and when you fuck up, you have to say I fucked up and here's the correction as an influencer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have that responsibility if you ever have a following. Yeah. Even with your children, right? It doesn't matter if you're just a father or a mother with two kids following you. You have that responsibility of being vulnerable and letting them know the truth. 
and, and if you learn more, you let them learn more. You you were wrong about this, and let's correct it, right? Mm-hmm. Like like there's 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 a <laughs> a big responsibility with that, and and I just you know look, the Medal of Honor's provided me so many opportunities, like you said. You know, it's a it's allowed me to have a following that I would probably never have, right? But uh, but you know, and, and I appreciate that, right? And so, like, I just well, you trade it all in a second, you know, to have everybody man, back. Obviously, I gotta tell you right now, man, I would I would give up everything that I got just to be able to spend one more day with my teammates, not my daughters, by no means. Sure. Um, I gotta tell you a crazy story, man. Like, I was walking in. It, uh, I went into this, uh, five star in, in Kentucky and, uh, it was January of, of 2016. I'll never forget. I was sitting at, at this one gas pump. I remember the whole thing. And, uh, I walked in there cause I was getting ready to head to Louisville to fly out. I was going to, 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 to be with my daughters or my or with sailor, the only daughter I had, but, uh, I walked in there and I walked around and there was this guy who was working and, and he didn't know who I was. He had no clue. He's looking and, and he kept looking at me and weird. And I was like, fuck, you know, I was like on the edge right mm. then. I was like, oh, this is a fucking reporter or some shit, right? Like TMZ's yeah. fucking with me. Mm. And as I walked out, he goes, hey, uh, can, can I tell you something? And I was like, all right, here we go. All right. And I go, what's up? And he goes, uh, he goes, did you lose four, four brothers? And I kind of like backed up mm. and I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? I go, what, what is it, what is it to you? Yeah. And he goes, uh, I don't want to sound weird or anything, but like you've lost four, like either family members or four people who are close to you he goes. And I go, how, how, how do you know that? And he goes, well, as you walked out of your truck and you walked in this store, there were four guys around you with their arms locked. And I, and I, so I looked at him and I was like, I was going to call him out. I was going to be like, okay, what do they look like? Yeah. And he said, well, three of them are, are white and one of them is an African-American. And my, you know, Gunnar Sergeant Johnson was, was an African-American. The rest of them were white. And I just looked at him and I said, don't ever fucking talk to me again and walked off, right? Like, I didn't want to know anymore. But it's just like, it's crazy, man. Like, they're with me every day. Like, you know, like, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Well, I guess we don't really need to ask who the drinking bro of the week is going to yeah, be. Yeah, because this is the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week, which is somebody who's inspired you or or uh, helped you to, to be the man you are today. Yeah. Um, who would that be for you? It's, you know, I got to give all credit to my father. You know, like he, uh, my dad adopted me at a young age, you know, and uh, raised me and, 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 and just always believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And and uh just always been there you know he 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 was firm but he was he was his damn good dad and and you know he set the standard for what men should be you know and like what what you should be not only as a man but as a human being mm-hmm. and uh you know my, my dad and my grandfather you know my grandfather's not here anymore but they just those those two men by by far are the greatest men that I've ever met in my entire life and you know if I could be half of what they are I you know I'll be somebody yeah cheers Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Dakota, look, man, we've been friends for years. Yeah. Um, but sitting down and getting to chat like this. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. No, uh, man. F- for real. And this is one of the greatest shows we've ever had in the history of, of drinking, bro. So That means a lot. I, I, yeah. Because, I mean, look, we hang out all the time and we drink and all this shit. And, like, 
a lot of people don't know about what you go through yeah. in life every single day. Um, there's a, either a version on MTV or a version on Rogan. <laughs> this is the yeah. real version of you. It and is. The, and yeah. you're one of our favorite people on the planet. So oh, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, for Dakota Meyer, D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. We are the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Yeah.